Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doin'. I am Felipe, here, as always, with the lovely gang. Uh, today, I was Phineas, and I brought back the band back together again. So first off, we got mm-hmm. our drummer, Navi. Navi, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing well. Number one, love handle groupie. Uh, excited <laughs> to be here and to talk about this episode. Yeah, we're happy to have you performing tonight uh also we got our bass player and fashion icon will will how are you doing today i am feeling fabulous i'm i'm happy to be here happy to talk about this very fun episode of of finney's and firm yeah and we couldn't do this alone we had to bring in musical expert extraordinaire who knows all the different genres fan of lemonade and of love handle and a little bit of the the brainchild of this podcast existing jason curtis rivera how are you doing icon thank you so much for having me we we gotta have you so first off what is your phineas and fur backstory so uh this was my childhood i i grew up on phineas and ferb phineas and ferb was like my it was like you know the the number one best cartoon of my youth uh and so yeah, I just I loved it. I grew up on it, uh, and it's a it's a great show, and I love it. Yeah, and so the reason that this podcast may or may not exist is because JCR went on a nap, and Will says in the comments something along the lines of, "I would love for Robin and Kiva to watch Phineas and Ferb and or do a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast, something along those lines." I'm like, "Let's do it." And then six months later, when Gen Z's shows are trash finally came up i was like okay we gotta we gotta do phineas and ferb um podcast because i just love the show just like jcr and jcr the first person i was like okay jcr you got to be on the podcast because this is your idea and you chose this episode why 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 did you pick this episode specifically it's i think it's the best episode i really do i my like late series phineas and ferb knowledge is probably not up to snuff so maybe there's some bangers at the end but i just this episode is so good 
every single song, and we'll get to it all. Every single song slaps. All the stories, everyone does their. Ju- it's so great. This is a phenomenal episode of Phineas. Yes, A plus one, as Navi would say. A one plus. Sorry. A one plus. Get it right. <laughs> a plus one. I think it's just B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A one yeah, plus. Yeah, and I. So I don't know. I don't actually even really remember the order of operations that this occurred, but uh, I went on uh, that other podcast and I talked about <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Uh, and then everyone yelled at me because generations are fluid and, and people <laughs> people like to claim TV shows that they saw. But uh, I don't rem- remember if I chose this, like the episode f- that I would do on this podcast before I chose the episode that I was going to do on Renap. But like... Well, you wanted to. This is gonna be a way. This is gonna be a way better podcast. So I'm glad I do save the better episode <laughs> for the better podcast. But yeah, I feel like I feel like maybe those those two old white men might have liked this episode more than the episode I. They definitely would have, but you wanted to show them like what a classic Phineas and Ferb episode would look like. Yeah, so it's like understand. kind of an outlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like showing someone like the greatest season of Survivor. And then you're like, all right, now go go watch Borneo. It's way different and way worse, but go here. Yeah. It's Thailand. Have fun. It's like, well, eh. I think it helps that we're not going to put you on a 26 minute shot clock here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also helps that uh, your listeners will, will not uh, bombard my DMs with uh, reasons why Ned's Declassified or iCarly <laughs> is actually a, uh, a, a millennial show because they're a millennial and they watched it. But I'm a Gen Z and I watched it, but it's not my show. Not yeah. my show at all. Hashtag not my show. Um, is this just going to be the podcast where Jason uh, just like rents, rants and vents about like his grievances with the podcast audience? No, this podcast audience is great. It, other, other podcast audiences are maybe not as great, but we don't, that, yeah. we don't have to talk about that. He's talking about the IKYDK audience. Okay. No, oh, yes. That audience is fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes um but yeah if you have any other like inside turmoil that you need to like release from your system we are happy to hear and be here and help you understand that you are in no way wrong phoenix and ferb is an iconic show and both those other shows were gen z shows as well they might have been millennial shows too but they definitely were gen z shows yeah, yeah we may not have at it go ahead go ahead Nabi. no it's about to say we may not have like the soothing aura of dr amanda but hopefully it, we will still suffice <laughs> she's she doesn't she doesn't soothe me she just she, we fight we argue and she tells me that the things i love aren't that great and i <laughs> tell her that the things that she loves isn't that great it's a wonderful relationship i love dr amanda yes um the one an icon my bestie my best evil in the whole world yeah um i i feel like your relationship with dr amanda you fight and then nathan has to soothe you afterwards <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dr. Amanda. No, uh, I'm really we fight and then Amanda also she still soothes me. She yeah. she serves both roles. We we love to see that. Um She is both my therapist and the reason I need <laughs> therapy. It's honestly it's kind of beautiful in that way. It's the circle of life. The therapy life. <laughs> but yeah, so Navier Will, what were your memories of this episode going in? This is uh, the episode in my mind. Um, uh, I, I, 
not to spoil everything, but I'm going to spoil my rankings. This is my favorite episode we've watched so far. This is going to be my favorite episode we watched for a very long time until something like really great passes it up. Uh, this, like, like Jason said, all of the songs are iconic, except maybe the one they played in the credits. I totally forgot that existed. Um, still slaps. But yeah, it's still a good song. But uh, yeah, th this is is the episode of Phineas and Ferb in my mind that, that I remember the most of. Miss Navi. Yeah, so uh, not to like reiterate what the other two said, but this is also probably like one of the top Phineas and Ferb episodes for me. The music is all fantastic. Um, I disagree with Will. I think the end credits uh, song is really good. We can get into it once we get into the rankings, but I just love this episode so much. I love the Phineas and Ferb of it all, the Candace, even like the Doofenshmirtz, which I, I think will actually be the plot that takes the sideline this episode. Because usually we're always like, oh, the Phineas and Ferb is like plot line, whatever. It's all about the Doof. But I think this time, this is where we actually are like, hey, the Phineas and Ferb plot line is actually like front and center this episode. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, no, for me, uh, I remember this episode. I remember it, it being a ton of fun, like you both said, like it's definitely a top tier episode. And then when I watched it, I forgot how many of the songs were all because in my head, it was always Ink Got Rhythm as the only song that like stood out over the years and permeated discussions. But I knew there were other songs, but I didn't remember them as much. And then watching them, they're all bangers. Um, Bop that slaps, 100%. But yeah, we can, we can get into the episode discussion. Who's taking us through this week? So that will be Moi, the Moi. number one uh, love handle groupie here. Mm -hmm. So uh, the episode starts off with Linda and Lawrence arguing as she like heads off to her hair appointment. And it turns out that Lawrence forgot that it's their wedding anniversary, as Candace points out with her calendar. Uh, and he needs to make up for that in like a matter of like, what, a few hours? Yeah. Once uh, she gets home from her hair appointment, which takes the whole day. Well, after Candace messes it all up, probably needs to take the whole day. But yeah, they also uh, go dress shopping. They do. But yeah, so. Do, Candace also has a lot of weird dates memorized about <laughs> about Jeremy specifically. Yeah, the milk I guess one it hopes me. that one of them will be their wedding anniversary or something. Yeah, um, I got a question. Do you think Jeremy was drinking cow's milk or oat milk? <laughs> that was a in, reference to Will's in, uh, in 2007, probably cow's milk. Okay, yeah. Navi and Will got in a fight about oat milk recently. I said it was good. I just said it wasn't on the Mount Rushmore of breakfast drinks. Is it on the Mount Rushmore of milks? Wait, what, Maybe. Is, the, what is the Mount Rushmore of bre breakfast drinks? It is... Mimosa? Uh, hold on. Let me look at my... I, I think it's chocolate milk, orange juice, apple juice, coffee? I think that's what it was. I think that's what we said. Justice for milk. <laughs> regular milk. Chocolate uh, milk over regular milk. Yeah, and yeah, apple juice over like apple juice is a lunch food or a lunch drink for Ooh, me. I don't know about apple that. juice is a lunch drink. Yeah, it's like tea? a juice box. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, yeah, you like, didn't mention tea. tea but what about tea? I feel like maybe tea over. Yeah. Like I would, I would put, put tea, tea over, over coffee. I would put tea over apple juice and milk over chocolate milk. 
But we're hmm. getting bogged down. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're also all from the north. Will's Will's podcast group is from yeah, the south. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm from the south adjacent. Yeah, but maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, I was okay. a big fan of the Mimosa Mint. Yeah, the uh, mimosa. The, the, the Monument. The Monument <laughs> for <laughs> brunch drinks <laughs> is mimosas just... aren't on on the Mount Rushmore. They just have their own separate monument. Uh, yes, I would. I would like to ask if any of you have ever forgotten a uh, a significant other or any other significant anniversary in your life. I mean, you've had to have an established relationship to um, forget to have a date, let alone <laughs> forget one. Yeah, JCR, you're the only. You're like in a committed relationship. Tell us about your one. <laughs> oh, so I've um. Okay, so he, backstory on JCR. I forgot a girlfriend's birthday in middle school. Okay, I was <laughs> dating this girl. It was middle school. I, I forgot this girl's birthday. And it wasn't even that bad. It was her birthday. It was December 17th. I thought it was the 19th. And I we'd been dating a couple months. Like, it's not like we'd done the full year. I, like, barely even knew her a full year. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal, but she made it a big deal. And it, we were elementary school. I mean, it was middle school. It was fine. Um, and to this day, like, I, I'm not, like, even super great friends with her now, but I every December 17th, I always I always remember. I'll never forget. Uh, but I, uh, in my past, and this is probably, like, not a great thing to admit on a public airwave, um, that I'm this manipulative, but it's whatever. Uh, I've hey, the purposefully word, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Oh, my allegedly. last uh, two serious girlfriends. I've purposefully like because we did like the whole talking thing where it's not official. I purposefully asked them out on a date that was the 31st, so that <laughs> a I would remember with like a, a memorable date, and also I couldn't get hit with any of the like. The, I could get hit with like every month. It's like our two month anniversary because mm. there wasn't a 31st every month. Um, and so that is what I did for those. It's cost uh, effective. And is this one of your current? Yeah, my current, current my current uh, girlfriend and I have been dating for four years, going on five, and we're uh, January 31st. Okay. So Congrats. going on five as in like next January. Like, so... Next ge- yeah, so we're okay. four and four and change. Okay. Just, just checking, because I was like, "Wait, does that mean you're like almost you're five? Okay. Math is hard." <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I have a similar story to to your first story, where where my high school girlfriend, uh, I thought her birthday was June eighteenth, uh, and and she was telling me her birthday was June sixteenth, and like getting mad at me that I forgot her birthday on June sixteenth. Turns out. Her birthday was on June 18th and she was just gaslighting me and getting mad at me. Um, that's a whole separate thing. But uh, it's it's kind of the same story, but, yeah. but you know, plot twist. I'm not going right. to lie. Those like <laughs> day 13 to like 18 or 19, like those always get me confused. Like when someone has a birthday around that time, it's like, which one, which one of the teens is it? Like, because they all rhyme. Yeah. I would do know. That is can not I... the twelfth because Caitlin's birthday is the twelfth. Twelve doesn't rhyme. And also now I can remember Caitlin's birthday easier. <laughs> like not that I had a trouble before, but Caitlin's birthday is November twelfth, the same day that Disney Plus launched. 
because <laughs> um, I remember I remember wishing her happy birthday and checking it out when it launched. <laughs> Speaking of when things launched, uh, I, I saw on the on the Phineas and Ferb wiki. Fun fact that whenever the TV channel Disney XD launched, uh, this was the first episode to air on on that show at midnight. On that this channel, was the first thing to air on that channel. Yeah. Wow. This this episode. This episode was the first thing to air on that channel. That's iconic. Love that. Can I, say I forgot my mom's birthday once, but... Oh, please do say something controversial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, your birthday doesn't matter. That's my thing. No, it your doesn't! Birthday. Whoever, you're, you listening right now, your birthday doesn't matter. And for you to expect other people to remember it is rude and inconsiderate. That's what Facebook is for. Maybe it's the right. only good thing Facebook has ever done <laughs> is tell me when my friends' birthdays are. Yeah. No, Okay. Who cares? And if you care that other people care, you're the a-hole. So my mom recently had a birthday and the whole week after her birthday, it was on a Monday, not this last Monday, but the Monday previously. Um, and Monday we made it all about her. But then the next few days, she's like, you have to be nice to me. It's my birthday week. I'm like, excuse you. Like, I'm going to be nice to you regardless, but birthday weeks don't exist. They are just a capitalist decision made by Hallmark. That's that's my theory. What about of... those birthday month people? Oh, no. Oh my god. Those are the <laughs> worst. my birthday year. So you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, JCR, when, your birthday is mid-February, right? Yeah. So, and this is probably like a, 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 a thing in and itself. So I'm, I'm a Valentine's Day baby. Okay. So it's like no one forgets my birthday, but also no one cares about my birthday. So it's like, overshadowed. It's overshadowed, but like it's not like anyone's gonna forget it. So I do, I don't have that experience of like people like no one's gonna be like once once you remember that my birthday is on Valentine's Day, it's always just oh Jason's a Valentine's Day birthday. And you're wearing so pink to celebrate your birthday. I wore pink. I was almost your I birthday was, year. I was an hour and like forty minutes. Uh, into the day and if i was born like two hours earlier i would have been friday the 13th baby mm. named jason that <laughs> in my eyes is way better that's so much cooler so now you you hold that you like have that giant regret and you blame yourself every day constantly for not showing up two or hours earlier yeah i was late then <laughs> and i so haven't been it's... on time since it sounds like what you're saying is if if your birthday can't be important, nobody's birthday can be important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. See, people, uh, I always like want people to forget my birthday because I want them to know that it doesn't matter. But mm. They never do. Like I want, I want everyone to know that it's okay. You don't have to remember anyone's birthday, but everyone remembers my birthday. Yeah. Not because they like love me more, just because it's convenient. See, people who have like memorable birthdays like yours is valentine's day caitlin's is uh disney plus day um and jacob's is uh, the two big holidays may the fourth be with you day <laughs> um those are memorable to me but then like will and navi are like i want to say may 2nd and may 14th or something no but like may 4th and may 18th it's, it's a different team uh 16 okay see but it doesn't matter it's not important and that Na navi is also in May, so all these May days, I just remember you're all Tauruses, as Navi would say. 
Yeah, I'm a Tauros. Um, <laughs> the only reason why I remember my birthday uh, as often as they have is because like people keep on telling me about like my chart or okay. inquiring about my mm. chart. So that's the only reason why I know. Otherwise, I probably would have forgotten too. Like, I don't remember. Like, I, d- I just never cared about my birthday. Yeah. So my godfather has forgotten his birthday maybe multiple times at least once like he has forgotten his own birthday and then someone wishing him happy birthday like, oh it was like 8 30 p.m too mm. that's the story um, that's the rule though if you don't remember you don't get older oh. or if you have a birthday he, he almost pandemic, he almost made it through older. yeah if, if you have a birthday during the pandemic you also don't get older must be nice <laughs> okay so uh it's a Back podcast the- about a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no birthday in this episode, by the way. No one um, it's birthday. your birthday. There is a birthday in this episode. Hey. Is there? It's yeah, it's birthday. Vanessa's birthday. Ah, I- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, she wouldn't make it about herself. Her dad would. Yeah. No, yeah, she definitely didn't want to make it about herself. Her dad would make it about himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like we're gonna shoot our nemesis into space. Yes. Um, so when Candace asks Lawrence, like, hey, like, what is a, a memory you cherish about you and mom? And he, like, pulls out his, like, love handle cassette from his toolbox of all places in the garage. I yes, have a question. Felipe? Yes. So Linda and Lawrence are, got married after their children were born, right? Yes. This kind of threw me off. This felt like an 80s date. Like, I was confused. What, did they date before and then they went their separate ways so and then they this, had children with Doofenshmirtz and someone else? And what's the story here? This concert, I, I, I think I saw this either on TikTok or on the wiki. I don't remember which one. Uh, but this concert took place after the kids were born um, while they were both single parents. Uh, this was like late 90s, early 2000s is when this concert was. Is Phineas our age? Like Phineas and Ferb, are they our age? Uh, well, they are were they... like nine whenever the series premiered in, in 2007. Okay, I was 11. So, so oh, wait, no, I was 10. 98? Yeah. I think I can do math. Okay, so they're, they're like JCR's age. No, JCR is not 98, he's 99. Yeah, I'm a 99 baby. Yeah, so... Nice. Yeah, so... That was my question. So some, somewhere, somewhere in between our ages yeah they were babies while this yeah. concert so was if these if these kids were the same age as you then how is this not a show for you thank you <laughs> take that people in jason's dms mm-hmm. it was also comment. the farewell concert <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yeah it was the end of love handle yeah yeah so... i think the timeline tracks I guess. I don't know. I don't question the timeline. I just had a question. Go with it. I just had a question. <laughs> All right. So after we get that flashback to the Love Handle uh, farewell concert, Phineas and Ferb figure out what they're going to do today. And they manage to get Candace uh, to take part in it for once. Yeah. Look at the, the love. All in the name of love. Yeah. But she does kind of do episode the episode is about love. I, I love everyone <laughs> loves each other in this episode it makes me so happy it really uh, yeah it's 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 such a like warm and fuzzy episode that's how it made me feel but mm-hmm. it also like 
kicked a lot of ass. I mean, Doofenshmirtz and Perry were hanging out. That that's symbolic of love. Well, the firework blew up into a big heart. Yeah, so nice. Honestly, this episode was dedicated to JCR being a love baby on on Valentine's Day. Wow, maybe that's why I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so after that, the kids end up watching like a Where Are They Now special on the Love Handle members. And uh, there's this one quote in there that I really loved. I ended up writing it down. Uh, And like, uh, this is like post, like as they were breaking up, they were describing it on the show where he, the announcer or narrator was like, lines were drawn and then lines were crossed. Eventually the lines were erased and a piece of paper crumpled up and thrown away. Like, I thought that was a really great line. I think I botched it, but whatever. And it turns out all three of the members just live in the tri-state area or in Danville specifically. Um, and they're all named after like three, like the two main creators and like another one of the producers, right? Yeah, so I, my suspicion is that Danny, the lead singer is actually named after music producer Danny Jacob instead of after Dan Povenmire, but it could be both. And what was it maybe doesn't Bobby? matter. Was uh, yeah, Bobby was the third one. That's Bobby Gaylor, who does uh, Buford's voice and is a story producer. I'm there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it, who knows? Maybe it was named after both of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could just, like, not have to pick. It's, that's the thing whenever you have the same name, is you yeah. can be named after both. Yeah. Can't relate. Okay, so anyway, the kids are off on their uh, their scheme to get uh, the band back together while Lawrence is uh, looking through like the yellow pages for uh, Love on the Run and orders the full package. <laughs> and we'll later figure out what that entails. Um, A waste of money, if you ask me. Yeah. So we'll just kind of like uh, return to the Doofenshmirtz plot later after we rehash the Phineas and Ferb plot. So... The boys first stop at Denny's music, uh, music store and like they go inside and like Danny's like berating like a customer and like gatekeeping <laughs> guitars. I'm mad about this. This is something I'd like to lend my musical expertise to. Please uh, do. So this like guy is in there and he's he's playing the guitar and Danny comes over and he's like, no, 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 this is a rock and roll guitar. You play rock and roll music on this. And the guitar he was playing was like, Uh, a hollow body like bridge guitar and if i was gonna look at this guitar in real life i would say that's a blues guitar not a rock and roll (laughs) guitar i would think of a thousand other guitars as rock and roll guitars before i would ever think of that guitar as a rock and roll guitar so danny you don't know what you're talking about he also picks it up and then immediately starts playing the blues on it yeah no it's definitely a blues guitar it's awful i hate it uh, and like, I don't know, it's like, whatever. He could have just said it was a blues guitar and been like, play blues on this. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. JCR gatekeeping the gatekeeping of the guitars. Exactly. Gate you should opening. have been gatekeeping just about a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So JCR, how many different guitars can you play? I mean, it's all the same. Like, guitar yeah. is the same. I meant instruments, not guitars. <laughs> oh, I, I play... All of them, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess I, guess I can play... <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm master of all guitars. Um, <laughs> I play... Uh, my, my main instrument is bass. 
that is what I've been playing the longest, and I am uh, would say that I'm the best at. Um, so I'm. I'm You're I'm Bobby a, fabulous. I'm yeah, a bit are, of a Bobby of myself. Are all bass players style icons? Um, I mean, based on the two, uh, me and Bobby, I would have to. I'd have to say that that's at least a pattern. So yeah, I mean, the results should, speak for themselves. We should probably look into that more, but so far I'm I'm inclined to say yes. Um, so I play bass. I play guitar. Um, I can definitely fake it on the piano. Uh, I've been learning the saxophone. Ooh. I wouldn't say that I play the saxophone, but I would say that I'm learning the saxophone. Um, and yeah, like I, I like can play the ukulele, but so can like any infant. Uh, I can't <laughs> play the ukulele. Um, what else? I guess that's sort of it. I've I've played harmonica on a stage before. I wouldn't say that I play the harmonica. Can you play the kazoo? Uh, yeah, everyone could play the kazoo if you have uh if you're not tone deaf. If you're tone deaf, yeah. you can't play the kazoo. Uh, Anyone that can sing can play the kazoo. Yeah. Uh. Like if you're tone deaf, you can play other instruments. Like it'll be hard, but you can. But you can't play the like kazoo and French horn. Mm, yeah. You you have to be able to like note that notes sound different <laughs> to yeah play them. to some extent trombone yeah a lot of the the wind instruments like you have to but you can play piano and be completely tone deaf yeah play guitar and be completely tone deaf anyway um, that's my music rant are Catch you me are... at danny's guitar store <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask uh did lisa simpson inspire you to play the saxophone no, someone just was like given someone that my mom knew had it, like their kid played saxophone in high school and wasn't playing their saxophone anymore. Uh, so she just gave me the saxophone. And so I, I started playing. Started tooting out some notes. I'll I get believe there. Naomi plays a saxophone. So if you ever have any saxophone questions, you could probably hit her up. Yeah, me, me, Naomi, and uh, Chappelle are gonna start a uh, a jazz band, an RIGP Love jazz that. band. I'm here for it. I I will go to all the concerts. I will be your number one groupie. Yes. So uh, Danny talks about the spirit of rock, and then Phineas asks him about Love Handle, and then that's where we get uh, History of Rock, which is the first song for this episode. So what do we all think of History of Rock? I love the different infusion of like blues and. Um, metal and the history like I, I love that aspect of it um I thought it was fun with the different hairstyles and the colors and the backgrounds um and some of the mm -hmm. lines uh the 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 you I forget what it was but it was like you you turned the amp up or, amp or up like, 10 and like add some fuzz and that's yeah like, yeah mm -hmm. yeah I musically it's like pretty accurate that just like everything is blues mm -hmm. it's just like rock is is just blues but but like we we just like made it a little more rocky and funk is blues, but we just added some syncopation and metal is blues, but we just made it loud and, and mm -hmm. put yeah. some distortion on the guitars. Like I do wish they didn't uh, erase the history and maybe like acknowledge that it all came from black people, but yeah, it, it, it happens. Uh, yeah. It, it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately it's like kind of the only thing that happens doesn't it yeah that's uh, like when aj norris and brighton were reading me a bedtime story in clubhouse navi was already asleep but they talked about how there was another person on the lewis and clark expedition besides those two in sacagawea and it was this black man named york 
And of course, because it's American history, he was completely erased from the narrative. Because they could only they could handle, only handle having one person of color on that on that expedition, according to the history books. America's racist. You heard it here first. I think I just Pro- I, I hope you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> you should have heard it long before now. I, I... <laughs> anyway, this song's great. That's my main yeah. point. Is this song slaps, and there's a lot of like music history in it, which is fun. And Did y'all have a have a terms. a favorite part of this, like a favorite era in this song? I love I the like funk the part. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. I like the mm-hmm. funk part. I I think there's a version of this song where like funk is not really rock. Like I feel like they could have not included funk. Like I feel like they could have skipped that. Mm-hmm. But they kept it in, and I like it. And the psychedelics goes, is fun. Yeah, I think Go it goes funk blues metal for me. I don't know about you. If I if I'm if I'm top three, I think it goes funk, psychedelia, metal. Yeah, I funk definitely number one, and then I think psychedelia. I I liked the visuals and how they kind of like broke the fourth wall, and we're like, what is this all around? Yeah, no, Some it kind of reminded me of uh, why do my nostrils whisper to me? from last episode uh mm-hmm. Candace when they were in the Ballad of Bad Beard mm-hmm. kind of gave me those vibes I feel like they were having fun but Navi what about you yeah so I'd say funk is number one then psychedelic then metal then blues I will say the, the beginning part of the blues I was like kind of like whatever but then as soon as they hit the psych- psychedelic part I'm like okay I'm all in on this song so mm-hmm. that was it but yeah fun song and then uh, Phineas and Ferb tell them about their situation, that their parents met at the love concert uh, or love uh, handle farewell concert. And Danny's game for it, but he doesn't think the other two members are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did then love that- the line that uh, he was like, aren't you a little young to be fans of love handle? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we are. But our parents aren't. It's very much those like uh, Tumblr, like born in the wrong era people yeah vibes that's that's what that question made me i go to music school they're they're all that's all i have (laughs) all right so at bobby's hair emporium candace and linda are there uh linda has her hair appointment there and you kind of see like everyone has the same hair as linda and that's when like oh okay like they're all replicating bobby's haircut which was like very jarring when i rewatched this episode i don't know if it was for you just seeing like them all have the same haircut and like it mm-hmm. clicking. I don't well, know. He, yeah, he he comments on it in the song. He's like, uh, 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 don't be a lookalike copying each other unless, of course, you're copying me. And then like that everyone makes has it individuality. Haircut. Yeah. Yeah. And Linda only goes to this hair salon is because like her favorite band, uh, a member of her favorite band owns like the place. Mm. Oh, 100%. I respect it. If you told me that Carly Rae Jepsen could cut my hair once a month, I would <laughs> I would get haircuts more often. And I already get you haircuts pretty often. Cut your hair to the feeling? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, would it just be her music in the like in the barbershop just like looping? Oh, that'd be great. 
When we get, the target when we get that I go to, her, the... I have a business venture in mind. <laughs> yeah, so Candace gets a phone call from Phil Phineas telling them that they have Danny on board and they're on their way to get Bobby. Um, but Candace thinks that this isn't a great idea since Linda, or he's Bobby's right, or Bobby is Linda's uh, hairstylist and she's um, in the salon itself. So like, don't enter. <laughs> Um, but the boys, uh, stay, come in anyway. Cause like, they don't hear it in time. Cause they're like talking as they enter into the thing. And Verb has like a mace and like a netted bag. And he's wearing like a yeah. helmet of a knight. What is this man doing? He's going to kidnap him. He's got he, a doesn't, plan he doesn't cooperate. <laughs> Verb has a backup plan. He's going to hit him on the head and we're going to get Bobby one way or another. <laughs> I would love like maybe YouTube shorts of what goes on in Ferb's head every episode. Like an inside out, but only Ferb. Yeah. <laughs> they're just chilling. I, like I think the inside out characters in Ferb's head are they're just chilling. Yeah. They ain't got much to say. I like the, that uh, at some point while they're talking to Bobby Fabulous, he says something about not wanting to, to talk about love handle and Ferb kind of raises the mace and he's like, not yet, Ferb. <laughs> Stand down. Ferb is like, I if today is the day that I choose violence, today is the day. <laughs> He's I'm a man a of action for a reason. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. say much. He does not say much. But this is where we get fabulous, which has a great hook. It's fantastic. What do y'all think? I don't. I need someone to sing a little bit for me because it's like How could you forget yeah, this As song. soon as you said uh, fabulous. You're the one who sets the bar You said fabulous Oh and you thought High School Musical too. Yeah. yeah yeah, Very different fabulous So it is No I, I love this song yeah. because the Their whole pitch to Get Bobby on board To playing in the band is like You are great and they're they're just like stroking his ego the entire time just to get him to get on board with things, uh, and it's hilarious to me. Yeah, I, and I it's love not like it's not like oh you're so important like you're so great at music and you should come back. It's like you are hot and they <laughs> are not. So if you can't if you didn't come, it would be a couple of old ugly guys on stage. But you you show up. Now we got a couple of good-looking people up on that stage. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's what that's what Jason's gonna tell Chappelle and Naomi. Like, <laughs> no, like that's what I'm gonna hot. tell me. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Come, we're just we're just good musicians. You're the cute one." Like, ah, oh, you're right. All right, I'll go. Yeah. Um, in in regard to this song, I will say. I think this is the worst song of the episode. Agreed. And I think it's a phenomenal oh. song. I think this song slaps, but I think it's the worst of the five. That's yeah. my take. It's either that or the end credit song for me. Yeah, it's I, in my opinion, it's this song, then the end credit song. Because I, I feel like the end credit song, like Will is right, it is forgettable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah. But that being said, phenomenal song. That should speak to the level of bops in this in this episode. Not to like uh, preview our rankings, but do we think collectively any of these songs will be lower than 10? 
After the fact? Ooh. After the fact or after this episode? After this episode. Um, it'll be close for me. I know yeah. I'm going to have at least three of these in the top five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some are going to be kind of close. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I was just looking at, I was like trying to like figure them out as we did that. But where were we, Navi? So uh, as the song goes on, Bobby eventually is convinced to join, rejoin Love Handle and be a part of the reunion tour. Um, and uh, Phineas gives a quick call to Isabella. I think this is the only time we see Isabella in, the sh- in this episode. And her and the Fireside Girls ha- are going to build this game. Breaking and entering. Yeah, breaking and entering, but also, uh, you know, getting shit done as they always do. Um, so then they head over to the Tri-State Area Public Library where Swampy is. Uh, and he's like, I can't join the band guys i have no rhythm and then that's where we get the song ain't got rhythm he 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 fell asleep in a metronome factory that's so (laughs) funny (laughs) fell asleep in a metronome factory and lost his rhythm is so funny to me It, it makes me think of and and now this one i think is a millennial show dexter's laboratory where he falls asleep listening to the the book on tape that's supposed to teach him French, mm-hmm. but the but the CD skips, so the only thing he ever hears is "omelette du fromage," uh, and that's the only words he can ever say again. That's that's I I think a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really great. Did any of these uh, producers work on Dexter's Laboratory? Ooh, maybe I'll look it up. Yeah, um, no, I. I I loved it when he said he fell asleep in the metronome factory. Um, but like the funniest part is that he would like the, the stamps, like obviously that's where the song starts. They're like, I love it that he doesn't even realize it because he's just that, that gone from the metronome factory experience. Um, and this was the most memorable song to me, like coming into the episode, it was like the one I was most excited for and mm-hmm. definitely going to be the highest of all my song rankings. This is, for... this is the, the Phineas and Ferb song. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is. Well, it's the one that was nominated for an Emmy. Oh, oh I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is the only one to make it into the, to the countdown, right? As well. Maybe. Yes. Sure. I think you got like number eight or something. Oh, that's a travesty. What one? What one? I think Get You Get You one, if I'm not mistaken. That's fair. Um, I'll allow it. Yeah. So, so as Will looks up the Dexter's Laboratory connections, they they sing the song, right? Um, mm-hmm. I love the, the ladies shushing him and then being like, just go join the band already. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really good. And like Ferb, like adding his little like tambourine hits and his pound <laughs> cup shakes. The, yeah, the little icon. auxiliary percussion. Underappreciated in this episode, how many instruments Ferb plays. Ferb is like hitting the drums in the in the rock, History of Rock song. Mm-hmm. He's really, what a talented guy. That yeah, Ferb. he plays almost as many instruments as JCR. Probably like one more. Yeah. Um, he plays that pen- pencil cup like nobody's business. JCR, do you play any B instruments besides bass? Like instruments that start with B? Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of another instrument that starts with a B. The bassoon. 
I don't play the, it soon. The Bailiwaka? The Balawaika? Yeah. yeah. The Banjo? No, but banjo is very similar to guitar. I think if I like, if you gave me an afternoon on a banjo, I could be passable. Bongos? I, I own a pair of bongos. I, I have played them. I don't know if I play them, but I have played them. <laughs> yeah, those are all the instruments that Candace wanted to write, Mom, it's your birthday, and then Doofenshmirtz, because he has a pet peeve of the letter B, or instruments that start with the letter B, he would like shrink them all to like non-existence. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Uh, which is why I asked. Uh, I had a comment, but it's escaping me. But you play your Betty bongos and strum your Betty bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Something, something, something. You'll go Betty, Betty far. I know my B instruments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after Swampy agrees uh, to joining the band. Uh, Candace uh, has ends up taking Linda to the Googleplex Mall to try out clothes. Um, meanwhile, back at the house, Lawrence has his uh, Love on the Run package. Uh, he ends up getting that called in. And the lady who's the lovagram is actually the voice of Wanda and Mrs. Turner in Fairly Odd Parents. But which voice? It. Like the, the classic voice or their first few season voice? Uh, I believe the classic one i want to say okay because she does anti-wanda too okay yeah yeah Engelberg. yeah i don't know would you any of y'all do the love on the run thing if you were like in a pinch like florence's no because i feel like whatever i could come up with like for my own like making a meal and serenading would like be better than a grandma in a heart class you wouldn't want to love a gram I would hire some other, like, in acap- the local high school acapella group or something. I would hire the Lovagram. The, the Lovagram reminded me of... Oh, okay. I was going to say what it reminded me of, and then I remember from last week that you all don't watch Bob's Burgers. So... Tina Belcher? Re- no, Linda Belcher. It reminded me of if Linda Belcher grew up and became old. That's funny. I've I have seen Bob's Burgers. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I, that tracks for me, hundred percent. Honestly, what you do is you get the Wandoff singers to sing a song. <laughs> what is this? Uh, Philadelphia Live Know It Alls. <laughs> I mean, that is in the tri-state area. Uh Yeah. Get, have you yeah. ever tried to look for Danville? <laughs> As a Philadelphia Jersey uh, guy, n- no, it's not. Is it real? It's should not I, real. But should I be as a kid? Do you ever want to go to Danville? No, but I th- aren't there like more? I feel yeah. like I'm. I'm. I'm like might be dumb. Are, are, is it like it's not just New Jersey, and also oh. Philadelphia is not in the tri-state area. Pennsylvania what? isn't the tri-state area. It's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, which don't connect. But that's what is, I believe, considered the tri-state area. See, I always assume the triangle because Philadelphia is closer to Jersey and New York than Connecticut. But okay, I'm from the think... south of Jason. I don't know anything. But I feel I'm like other other know. places are called the tri-state area. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so wherever I, they want I, to be. I think we found that that uh, Danville exists wherever it needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there very early episode where they're a day's drive away from Mount Rushmore. 
but they're also in the same episode right on the eastern seaboard. Yeah, so it's like it's a Springfield of is. itself. It's right. yeah, it's where it's convenient. I can't find evidence of of anyone working on this show and Dexter's Laboratory. That that's just to uh, 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 give some maybe closure just to fans. fans. Yeah, they might just be big fans. Yeah, I mean, it could also just be not a reference to that. True. <laughs> <laughs> It could just be similar plot lines <laughs> of children's shows. Was that the funniest line of the episode for you? All the metronome one. Uh, I had, yes! I had another yeah. favorite line uh, very early in the episode where um, Phineas and Ferb ask their dad how they can help or if they can help, and he said, "Well, not not unless you can perform miracles." And Phineas is like, well, what's your budget? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. My favorite is, we skipped over it, but it's uh, when in the guitar shop at the, the like button of the scene, when, when the, the kid comes back in, he's like, the power of rock has compelled me. <laughs> and Danny's like, I knew you'd be back. That'll be $800. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not a bad, honestly, $1,800 is not the worst price in the world for that guitar, so. Yeah. Well, they be expensive. They do. They do. You can get them. You can get them. A ho- it's a hollow body. Those are actually more on the expensive side. You could probably get a decent hollow body for like six hundred bucks. Hmm. Unimportant. Anyway, that was my stare as as JCR has three different guitars in his background, or one's a bass, I assume. But none of these are even close to eighteen hundred dollars, and. Probably not eighteen hundred dollars total between the the three of them. Um, you got to save your money. Yeah, yeah. That was like two hundred, one fifty, and this one was free. So, oh, how'd you get a free guitar? This was the so the this black one behind me is uh, the same lady who had the the saxophone. The saxophone. I actually, I think my mom paid, gave her like two hundred bucks, but it was like saxophone, guitar, amp. Uh, and like something else. Oh yeah, saxophone, guitar, amp, a tuner, and like a like a drum set, like a like a mini drum drum pad. Hello. So probably that guitar was like thirty dollars. Ikydk's biggest stand, Susan. I have a go for, go picture of a saxophone in my room that's worth like uh, twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, oh no! I have an actual saxophone in my room that it's I right there. Picture of a saxophone. Oh, picture of a saxophone. Next to two trombones. There you go. You play, you play the trombone, Will? I do play the trombone. You try you try to join a jazz band? Yeah. I I uh, <laughs> I haven't played the trombone since I grew this mustache, so it might change some things. Oh. But um uh I can make it work. I can push the mustache out of the way. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you can just, just wax it up instead of properly. Yeah. Just like straight up. <laughs> <laughs> what instruments do you play so you can join this jazz band i played piano for four years my teacher was a monster um i played viola for five years in middle school and elementary school i played guitar for four days i taught myself and then i got confused at one point and then school started it was a long weekend i was like i'm gonna learn the guitar and then i just like put it down and for the weekend never went back to it and then I sing badly. 
I always wanted to learn how to play like a brass instrument or like a wind instrument, but apparently I can't because I'm tone deaf. But once once you learn one brass instrument, you've learned most of them. Yeah. I would like to relearn piano. I just don't have like the patience. Like I, I can play like some, but like it's the it's the bass clef for me. Like the treble clef is easy, but the bass clef is all I know. Confusing. The bass, bass clef. Player. Yeah. That's that's all I know too. Yeah. I do know I do know tenor clef. But I, I, gotta, I, know I gotta think clef, a bit about tenor clef. I know alto clef. Yeah, treble. Viola player. That's uh, a useless skill. I know. <laughs> um, I also played the recorder in third grade, but I feel like that's every elementary. Got a recorder too that <laughs> I sort of know how to play, but not really. Yeah. Did you guys do recorder karate where you would get like different ribbons for like each different song you would play? I've heard of it, but I never did do it never never okay karate that sounds like we played hot cross buns and that's it yeah hot cross buns was like the white belt you would get (laughs) and then like it would uh get higher in difficulty the different songs you played see that sounds more fun than i don't know we just like learned and then we had a concert and then yeah yeah well, at least in our school, you had to go get your recorder karate tested during like the lunch hour. So kids didn't oh, okay. want to do it on but their Navi did. I did, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, why, why would you make kids work during their break? It's already instilling bullshit capitalist mentality yeah. into them. A break is a break. Well, it is a choice. Like I had the choice <laughs> of going for all the belts in recorder karate. And so I did it. No, uh, but that's that's dedication, and we love that. And well, no I, one else can say they're a black belt in recorder karate. Well, actually, they had like extra belts, so I got up to like a gold belt, which isn't even like a thing in actual mm. martial arts, but it is in recorder karate. So there you go. See, when someone asks Navi, "Do you fight?" and you'd be like, "I have a gold belt in recorder karate." Yeah. Well, it did take taekwondo, but I only made it to like blue belt or something or blue stripe. But I tell people I'm a black belt so that they don't mess with me. I would yeah. never mess with you, Navi. <laughs> you better not. You've seen how <laughs> she plays a manga. She'll, she'll, like, she'll just stand there and not murder you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd like to think that those days are behind me. Yeah, no. This- as soon as we play Among Us again, Navi's gonna slice me first. She's just gonna follow me and just be like, "That's where all the all the the crazy stuff you've done." I feel like I I feel like Navi's better at at Among Us than she gives herself credit for. I feel like I remember a very great uh um uh imposter round where we were both imposter and we we freaking killed it. We were so good. And I was like, you know yeah, what? She's, we got be- like- she's better than anyone. Everyone, she goes in. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a front. Mm-hmm. Nobody trusts her. Anyway. Yeah, I will say that that first round where we got like five kills, like four of those kills were me. And you were like, oh, I didn't even like kill anyone. What the fuck? <laughs> I think I, it's this is a blur. But I feel like I remember like I was like, it might have been the night that I was imposter like five times. Yeah, right. you were so I was just like, I was just like tired of it. I was like, I'm gonna kill one person and like go about my day and hope that someone just finds me and and votes me out because I'm over it. <laughs> then we 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 did good. Unimportant. Nobody cares about uh our us being graded among us. Yeah, and Felipe, you can edit this out. You famously don't edit things out, so you'll I probably edit. edit things out. Keep, keep it all. In. This is gold. This is gold. Like like Navi's belt. 
gold. <laughs> I don't even remember where we are at this point in the episode. <laughs> we talked about it got rhythm. We did. I got yeah. rhythm. I think we. Oh yeah, the love she of went, yeah, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, so while Lawrence is doing like his rehearsal for what he's gonna uh, like for their anniversary, uh, the roses end up catching on fire, and then like everything goes to hell, and like the the lovagram lady like pulls the hose, and like the table falls over. It's just like terrible. Like literally, the worst thing happens. The cake gets ruined. I was so sad. I love cake so much. See cake go to waste like that is a travesty. Coffee would agree. Fully to waste. <laughs> you can't waste good cake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so then the kids end up telling Lawrence that they got the band back together for their anniversary and he's very excited about that. Um, and Lawrence's the band... face when when he, they open the garage and love handles there, the the pure like joy and shock and excitement on his face. Just it was amazing. Kiss. I yeah. uh, love it. Love it. I will say, I was upset that Swampy didn't wear the crop top he was wearing in the flashback. <laughs> well, he couldn't fit into, into his old clothes, is what he said. Yeah, but I wish you could have gotten them tailored. I'm sure for Love Handle, they would have <laughs> gotten them tailored. to see the, a, the guns. We had, to, we had to get there quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have uh, fit into a crop top. I think anything lower than a crop top would mm. have been a problem. Yeah, I guess I guess he could have turned like his current librarian uniform into a crop top if he just yeah, had like a pair of scissors. Little, like unbutton the bottom buttons and tie it up, you know? Like you're <laughs> He could have made it work. Yeah. And after like fighting, they get kind of emo, like no one remembers us aside from their dad. And then they open the garage door and they see a huge crowd there and everyone's like super hyped. We're like, yeah. <laughs> that's it um so linda wait it, it takes a minute for linda to show up but they eventually show up and then that's when the band begins with their hit single that they fell in love with all those years ago you snuck your way right into my heart which song. like i'm not big on romance or romantic things but this ballad. song was amazing yeah, I love a good 80s power ballad. I want to know what love is. Why you show me. Let's all sing weird. a different 80s ballad love song <laughs> at the same time. Okay, ready? Three. <laughs> Are we ready? Wait, I need to think of one. I need to think of one. Me too. Okay. Should uh, I sing a different one or the one I was just singing? Now I can only think of the one you were just thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, what do we think of You Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart? This is the song that I remembered most from this episode. Like, all all, all of them are are good. Uh, But but the fact that it's the one that the whole band comes together for is, is why I associate this song the most with this episode. Um... I do have one and exactly one bone to pick with this song, and oh, it's gonna no. and it's gonna make me sound like a total nerd. Um, but there, there's a line in the song when when he says, "Like a ninja of love, repelling down from above." 
he says the word repelling as in like pushing something away whenever he mm. means the word repelling like like secret agent coming down on a rope and that's what the fireside girls are doing at the time um so i don't know what the deal is it's probably fine i think he he maybe just like misspoke or something or missang but yeah, uh just, just like wrong wrong emphasis on some wrong syllables yeah and it's honestly you'll see in my rankings later pretty forgivable <laughs> <laughs> it is it is one minor issue in in an altogether great song yeah no i, I i'm curious that like that's the song you remember because maybe it was just like me and i think it was like re-emphasized in college on the college radio and my guy frank was also a big i ain't got rhythm guy we would just like quote it and like listen to that we played that on the radio a few times uh because we love that song so maybe that's why i was that one stood out to me more but i love that like we took different songs and ran with it in our lives and then we come here and celebrate both well they they also end up parodying this song like later in the series true 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 Something like, uh, I think it's Doofenshmirtz Train on the Press's mom or something. Something about kicked, kicked, kicked my way right into your heart. Something yeah, like this. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a a hit single in the universe of the show now. So yeah, they, yeah, like, use it yeah. It's like a popular. It's, it's Doofenshmirtz writes Wanda. That's what it is. <laughs> the doof off. The Wandoof. There it is. Wandoof. Yeah, that's good. That's the stuff. Can I say yeah. something great about Isabella? Yeah. Isabella understood the assignment. It, <laughs> Isabella is great. She always does. Isabella always understands the assignment. Building the stage, she knew. She's so great. Honestly, Phineas doesn't deserve her, but she's so great. <laughs> she heard through the grapevine through like a, someone well her mom was in the her in mom the, in the yeah. screen when they I, I noticed her mom was there and so she heard that love handle was getting back together and she went that's phineas and ferb they're gonna need a stage <laughs> they're gonna call me too late and so let's just go get get to work on it now and they get the they're dancing she's great a small isabella episode but a great isabella episode spit facts isabella always understands the assignment doesn't get enough credit like literally she deserves at least three three quarters of the credit uh that Phineas and Ferb get daily yeah like because she's always she's like she's if Ferb's a man of action Isabella is a woman of getting shit done Mm -hmm. behind every great man is a woman doing it backwards in heels and building (laughs) honestly more of it than Phineas and Ferb did Yes, honestly, that I believe that's the quote. That's the exact quote. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, can can you elaborate more? That uh, Will has gone on the record multiple times saying that Isabella simps for Phineas, and you say that it's undeserved. Uh, please elaborate. Oh, it's definitely undeserved. It's undeserved, but I want JCR's un, unfiltered thoughts on this. Yeah, I think she does. She does simp for Phineas. There's probably a better way to say that because. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think it's undeserved. I think, I mean, obviously, the whole like bit of their relationship is that she's in love with him and he doesn't notice her. Mm-hmm. And like, girl, you could do better. You could she do could. better. 
I mean, it's just but like Finney's is great. He uh, he's he's busy. You know, he's he's not. I don't I don't think he's in the place for for romantic relationships at the moment. Um, so yeah. I don't even think it's that like she he is not good for her. It's just like I think it's like a timing thing. You know, it's not yeah. that he's a bad man. They are both kids. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's just that like he's, you know, he's focused on his career of building <laughs> things daily. Um, so I, you know, I definitely don't want to come on here and say like Phineas is not a, a good man. Uh, but Isabella deserves Isabella deserves a man who can give her the attention that she deserves. Yeah, and I think at this moment, it's not Phineas, and that's just upsetting. And Ferb is also a simp. He simps for Vanessa. So yeah. the Phineas and Ferb universe just has a ton of simps. But honestly, don't we all? Squirrel in my pants. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't simp for Vanessa like a little bit, you know? Yeah, true, true. Except for Johnny, apparently. He doesn't simp for her. Well, Johnny doesn't know what he's missing. True. That, it do be like that. Um, I had a tangent, but I forgot it, and that's probably better for the podcast listeners. So. <laughs> Navi, yeah, where we at? Yeah, well, during the song, Ferb, like, has, like, a megaphone and is, like, to Lawrence, well, don't just stand there, kiss her, and then they kiss, and it's all very cute. Because that happened in the original, in the flashback. Yeah, that's what Danny said. Yeah. Um, I remembered my tangent. I sent this to Will and Navi. I don't know if JCR saw it, uh, but Vincent Martella laying poolside with the random spaghetti emoji just had me (laughs) rolling. Like, he just had a spaghetti emoji in the background. I was like, what the hell? He is, he is all over the place on his Twitter. <laughs> He's very thirsty. I don't know if you follow his Twitter account, but he is. He he wants to get some, this pandemic. Yes. <laughs> it's taking a toll on him. Okay, so the band finishes the song with the guitar solo, and it ends with the shout-out, good night, Tri-State Area! And then that's the end of the Phineas and Ferb, and I guess the Candice um uh, storyline as well so what do we think about this storyline overall i think i kind of talked about it at the top of the show but i feel like this is the best phineas and first storyline like i agree it's up there actually like because they're like i feel like because there wasn't as much candace and doof maybe it was like like i I will get to my episode rankings it's at least top two i need to like weigh it in my mind later but Mm -hmm. um i definitely think that the phineas and first storyline so good and then it's just like, where does the Candace and Doof stuff fall into? Like, where, like, can, can, if, like if they pulled a different Doof storyline and a different Candace storyline, maybe it could have been an all-time iconic episode. Actually, it is. What am I saying? I, I, I'm gonna disagree about the Candace stuff. I think the Candace stuff's really great, and I'm honestly, I'm probably gonna disagree with the Doof stuff too. I think that's also good. Um, I think what I really love about this episode, and we can probably hit more of it when we end the Doof stuff, but every other Phineas and Ferb episode is like sort of man versus man. It's always Phineas and Ferb or it's really Candace versus Phineas and Ferb. They don't even realize Uh they're, they're in a, in a rivalry, but it's always like Candace trying to bust Phineas and Ferb, Perry stopping Doofenshmirtz. And what I love so much about this episode, it's that like, we're all, we're all doing the same thing. We're all (laughs) on the same page on the same team, trying to care for the people we love. And it's still, like, a fun dynamic episode. Like, there's still, like, you know, conflict of, like, will the band get together and will Vanessa like it? And so I think that they, like, and 
one of the reasons I didn't choose this episode for that other podcast is like it's not standard Phineas and Ferb. They really broke their the mold that they have created thus far of like this is how we do these episodes. And I really I just love that. I love that they they like have the audacity to do that in a kid show the where they could have just done Phineas and Ferb build something, Candace tries to bust them, Perry fights Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz's whatever makes the Phineas and Ferb whatever go away. They could have done that for 500 episodes and they could have made a million dollars every single time, but they didn't. And I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, I've talked about this. I talked about this before, but I've always said like my favorite episodes are the ones where they break from the formula. I think last week's episode did a really great job with specifically with the Candace stuff because she wasn't busting them for once. And that was really refreshing. And like this episode as well was really refreshing. So I totally agree with you, JCR, on that point. Will, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, that you know, our, our favorite episodes are these mold-breaking episodes. But what makes those episodes so good is that they have a good mold to break from. Mm-hmm. That if they just broke from the mold every single episode, then it's, then it's not as special. Do you think it's but the orange they, mold they... or the blue mold? <laughs> <laughs> the, the moths. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but since they set you up so well to be able to do something interesting and unique, uh, I I think it makes this episode hit so much harder. It was nice uh, in in the uh, the hair salon scene that Candace got to use her powers of not letting Linda see anything Phineas and Ferb are doing <laughs> for good instead of for like her own emotional detriment. True, uh, but it was yeah, it was fun. Like, I lo- I loved it. It's like the only episode where like Candace sort of gets a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like fun. Her face when uh when Linda pulls up at the concert and there's like the crowd of people and she looks over to Candace and Candace is like looking back at her with like such love and like I'm so happy that I know you're about to be so happy. It it warms my heart. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's been pretty consistent in our episode rankings with um, the the Gitche Gitche Goo episode being pretty high, the Lawn Gnome Beach Party episode being pretty high, is anytime it feels like Candace is getting a win makes the episode better. Yeah. The Time Machine one. Yeah. Where, where Jeremy's like, this is my favorite exhibit in the whole museum. But, yeah. Do we want to take a quick musical break since we have so many songs to dissect? We can put some songs in here and then yeah. Come back. Okay, we'll be right back. Listen, listen for that line about the ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling lost down in your soul, if you need a little something to make you feel whole, just remember who you were when you were in control. I don't need to tell you what you already know. You're the one with style, you're the whole darn show. Just look at me, I look like a dream! 
does look good. So don't be a lookalike copying another Unless of course you're copying me Cause that gives you individuality Nice too, but back to the matter at hand So what do you say, are you back in the band? Well maybe if I can find my old leather Dude, we're getting the band back together Sit down, I'll tell you a little story. When I was a boy down in South Illinois, I heard a man playing blues, what a wonderful noise. He had an old guitar, but not a dollar to his name, making music so sad, but he was happy just the same. He gave me a wink and said, son, let me share the news. If you want a happy life, you gotta learn to sing the blues. I asked my daddy for a guitar, oh, I begged and I pled. I said I wanted to play the blues, and he just nodded his head. Daddy said when he was my age, boogie woogie, what's the thing? Just take the blues, throw out your hip, and add a little swing. Music has the power that without it, he'd have sworn that he'd have never met my mom, and I'd have never been born. This is psychedelia. It's where the guitar solo came from. No, I mean, what's with all the colors? I have no idea. Ha! I kept learning all the powers my guitar had. I made it go waka waka till it was so good it was bad. Just make a face and stop that bass and make that rhythm bump. But this is just a blues, but in a way that makes you want to shake your rump. I can make you clap your hands. I can make you get up and dance. If you want to shake your booty, my friend, you got to give the fuck a chance. Pound your fist in the air. Crazy, your neighbors will think you're rude. Believe it or not, it's all the blues again. You just add a little buzz and turn your ramp up to ten. Music has the power to change your life forever. Wow! Thank you, thank you. And we are back, everyone. Will is drinking a gallon of Calypso strawberry lemonade. Chill. It's just 16 ounces. I did not mean a gallon. Math is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, JCR, do you have any good good comments on the Calypso brand? Did Will make Calypso's, a good choice? Calypso's my number one uh, lemonade. I love Calypso's, I think, the best the best on the market that I've had, at least. Um we you say that as your wastebasket is full of brisk lemonade. No, it's it's minute made. I actually mm-hmm. I ran out mm-hmm. today. I don't get me started on the Calypso stuff because there's like not a a place near me that consistently sells it. So like I can't yeah, the, even find it. The place near me, it's on like an end cap in one Walmart near me, and For they it, don't even sell the regular lemonade. 
so i only buy like strawberry the ocean blue one is i love ocean I, I don't blue. i don't know what flavor blue is but it tastes it's blue. blue and it's blue good. vanilla <laughs> and uh kiwi is the other one i have right now oh i don't think i've had kiwi pretty good i so there's like in my in my hometown there's like four five seven elevens and like sometimes they have and like every every time i like go to one for a little while they'll have it they'll have it and then they won't have it and then i'll have to go to another (laughs) one they won't have it i go to another one they won't have it i can't i'm not like i wish i was joking i've looked into becoming a a calypso distributor like becoming a (laughs) store for calypso just so that they'll send me like a case whenever i want and i'll just have it how do you think this makes leonardo from snapple feel though Snapple make better lemonade. I don't know what you want from me. Their lemonade's fine. I'll have to. I'll have yeah. to make you a, a care package of Calypso lemonade to send. My my brother for Christmas just got me a bunch of Calypso lemonade, <laughs> and it was honestly uh, a great gift. I did want to stop down. I love the sentence. There are four, five, seven, elevens in my hometown, <laughs> just because of the numbers. I don't know. Four, five, six, seven, eleven. One two forty nine. Hut hut, hike. Um, Sports. <laughs> Anyways, Navi, do you want to take us through the the Doofenshmirtz plot for this episode? Yeah, I mean, I've somehow managed to bumble my way through the Phineas and Ferb one, so why not try the Doofenshmirtz one? It's a lot shorter too, so that should help. So uh, Major Monogram gives Perry his mission because uh, Doof bought a bunch of stuff, which is apparently suspicious to them. So he goes and tells Perry to check it out. And at Doof and Schwartz, demand in self-storage. Mm-hmm. I love that it was uh, <laughs> I love that it was uh, a mess of fireworks or whatever. There was like a mess amount. Yeah, it said a mess of fireworks. <laughs> it was yeah. really funny. Um, and so he goes to the self-storage and sees that Dr. Doofenshmirtz brought all these things, the air compressor, the 20 ta- tanks of helium oxide and a bunch of fireworks because he isn't planning anything evil. It's just he's planning his daughter Vanessa's sweet 16th party. And he even asked Paige, Perry to help him. Isn't that so cute? So wholesome. I think that uh, that Vanessa might think that the party that he threw her uh, might be considered evil. <laughs> evil in yeah, a bad way. Yeah, but she's life. like a weird satanic goth person. Like, of course she'd find it evil. Um, I don't know. I would be down for it. As long as I'm not planning the party, I'm cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was a... I, I would enjoy that party as a, like a 10-year-old, maybe. But... <laughs> I would not enjoy Vanessa's later party that looked grungy and like blew up stuffed animals. Stuffed animals didn't do anything to her. But okay. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so after uh, Doofenshmirtz and Perry finish uh, setting up uh, Are we Vanessa including this song? Part? This like the little instrumental? It wasn't the quirky worky song, but it was I'm like- not. Okay. No, I'm not. I don't remember it, so I'm not as the quirky worky song seeps into my brain right now i'm so upset <laughs> that song is catchy but it's like an annoying earworm uh the one that's like my bow 
Okay, so uh, after they finish setting up the party, uh, Diefenschmerz opens a curtain to reveal uh, the final piece of the party, which is the world's giant largest firecracker. And he ends up like needing a victim for some reason. So he ties Perry to it. <laughs> and I, I love how they didn't, they didn't um, show how he tied him to it. They just like star wiped and came back and Perry was tied to it. With a big giant bow. Yeah. Really. So fun. this this is uh, this is the part that's awkward. It's like, I mean awkward for you, not awkward for me. You're gonna be tied to this. Yeah. Well, uh Vanessa then arrives and she is uh not pleased with the party that she sees in front of her. And uh, Doof reveals that he even invited a bunch of her friends over, including Johnny, because he has a bunch of hearts by his name that she wrote. Um, and she does not want her crush Johnny to see this uh, wonderful party that Doof organized for her. Yeah. Of course. No. Uh, Johnny doesn't deserve Vanessa, is all I'll say. We don't know much about Johnny, but I'm I, I would tentatively agree, unless I knew more about Johnny. Um, but what, I don't think there's a 16-year-old on Earth who wants their dad to be their wingman. Why did, why did he have to <laughs> Is there anyone on Earth, Earth let alone 16-year-old? I could, yeah. There, yeah, there's I don't know. probably like a, like a mature or probably uh unhealth like there's probably like very mature adult relationships with their fathers and very very unhealthy <laughs> adult relationships with their fathers yeah uh, and no in between that can have their dad as their wingman i do believe ernie and cindy from the amazing race 19 they met because ernie and his dad were at a bar and his dad wingman for him i do believe that's the story someone correct yeah. me if they're a bigger tar historian um Will, would you want your dad to to be your wingman? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how my dad is as a wingman. But I can tell you as a 16-year-old, I wouldn't want him to invite my crush to my surprise birthday party. I've got enough to worry about. True. Yeah, what no, are this, you guys this sucks for Vanessa. This was not great. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Um... I wouldn't even really want a surprise party. Like, I'd rather just have control of that for myself if I were, I don't know, maybe I'm just weird. Would you be down for a surprise party? I am definitely not into it. I like to have control over my party. Um, and I feel like as I get older, I want more and more control over like what we do. Uh, but so yeah, I don't think like a surprise party, like I'd appreciate the gesture. Like maybe if they wanted to like have a surprise party and then I get to have my own thing as well. But like, it depends. I don't know. I've never had a surprise party. Have any of you had a surprise party? I have had a surprise party. It was fine. <laughs> uh, I it was as, as uh, previously documented on this very podcast, uh, I don't care about my birthday and I don't care about anyone's birthday. Um, but I, so I like wasn't doing anything. Uh, and, and one of my friends who I think had the, the inverse opinion on birthdays, uh, felt very, uh, upset that I wasn't doing anything. So he like, he like kidnapped me and like, 
I just we like went over to a friend's house. Did he bring he, a mace and hit you with it? He 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 did blindfold me. Um, he blindfolded me and then brought me to a girl's house that I've never been to. So the blindfold was completely unnecessary. I would have been confused whether I could see or not. Um, but I was blindfolded and brought uh, to a friend's house. And there's just, like some friends there. They baked a cake. It was fine. I don't talk to any of them anymore. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> not because why. it was a surprise party. Because uh, uh, one I dated and the rest are, are kind of bad people. Um, That'll do it. So, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, they're, they're fine. Um, I do think there's, pro like, I, I would be, if, if I, like, had something planned, and, like, I feel like the person who really appreciates the surprise party is gonna have a party on their birthday anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So then if I, like, had something planned, like, you better do better. You better do better than what I was going to do if you're going to take the surprise. Like, you're going to not do the thing that I was going to do and then have the surprise party. Like, you better knock it out of the park. See, I I am very into the idea of surprise parties um, because I don't like to make decisions uh, and I don't oh, like planning yeah. things. So I, I would love for someone else to I'll plan my birthday for me. So I, I will say, with the one caveat that as long as I can decide who is there, yeah, I, I'm down for a surprise party. I don't want someone else deciding who gets to be invited to my birthday or not, because they'll probably invite some people that I don't actually want at my birthday. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm very into the you idea. You prepare the guest else. list and then someone else throws the party. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. tell you when it is. Yeah. I support that. Navi doesn't like birthdays in general. She would probably read a book during her own surprise party. Right? Yeah, luckily no one has uh, uh, organized a surprise party for me for my birthday. My best friend in high school ended up getting a surprise party and she is also not big into uh, surprises as well. And like I told everyone that and her mom told everyone that and they ignored our advice and held a surprise birthday party anyway. And so mm. when we all surprised her, she ended up running out of the garage and onto the street. She was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> she pulled a Candace. Pretty much. Also, random note from that party. So uh, I was helping decorating for the party. And her mom's like, oh, yeah, like she left her decorations uh, upstairs in her closet. Like, go grab them for me. And I'm like, okay, sure. And like, I go upstairs and like, I opened the 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 closet door and it turns out there's like this giant fat head of taylor lautner in her closet because <laughs> she was like a huge twilight fan in middle school and so like her mom somehow got a hold of like a giant taylor lautner fat head and like i was like surprised i was ready to like fight something i was ready to like call the cops like it was like a whole thing like i was just very very See, distraught now i want to organize uh kind of like a wrestling match but it's like someone with like captain america shield but like one Taylor Lautner fathead versus the giant baby from Phoenix and Fur GBH. Like I want them to fight. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. That's what we're doing for Navi's birthday this year. <laughs> is no. is uh, giant Taylor Lautner giant werewolf Taylor Lautner? Because I think that changed. No, it's just a human Taylor Lautner. Remember Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is it Taylor Lautner? Is it Jacob from Twilight? Or is it Shark Boy? Because these are all these are all very different. I think it's Jacob from Twilight, but he has like short hair. Did anyone 
watch the the movie from earlier this year with Lava Girl that was supposed to be not. like a sequel. I wanted to, and then I never did. I probably won't, unless I run out of things to watch on Netflix, which I probably won't. Yeah. I feel like with those kinds of things, these like uh, nostalgia grabs, like I'll, I'll hear about it before it happens. And I'm like, oh, we'll see how that happens. And then like if it came out and I heard absolutely no one speak about it until mm-hmm. uh, right now when Felipe mentioned it on a podcast, like I didn't even know it was out. So if I didn't even know it was out, it I remember hearing about it because Lava Girl was back, but Shark Boy wasn't. And then also, um, Haley Steinfeld. No, not Haley Steinfeld. Haley Reinhardt uh, from American Idol was in it. I don't know who that is. Uh, look up yeah. Haley Reinfeld's uh, Ben. American Hill. Idol. It's like Canadian Idol, but for America. <laughs> 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 I believe they call it Pop Idol in Canada. Is that true? Do you no. guys have TV there I, in Canada? I think, uh, no, we don't Carly Rae Jepsen got her start on Canadian Idol. Uh, I do remember that. To answer JCR's question, no, we don't have TV. Uh, Big Brother Canada just Book airs so it in ether. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought it only aired uh, via shady links that people in the RHAP patron community. Yeah, that, it only <laughs> airs I thought that was on the, the only way you could watch. <laughs> yeah, it only airs on the Discord uh, watch uh, party. Yeah. Um, back to the episode. <laughs> what are we talking uh, about? Phineas and Ferb, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, also, another thing from uh, Vanessa's like reveal of the party where she's like very annoyed is that uh, Doof is like, hey, I even brought your nemesis, Perry. And Vanessa's like, he isn't even my nemesis, dad. And so that That's was really going to blow up our nemesis together. <laughs> well, it's, it's like all of the maybe high school musical is the biggest example of this but all the disney channel original movies where the the line is something like i'm not giving up my dream i'm giving up yours it's like uh he's he's not my nemesis he's yours yeah my name great song well, Schmerz is like, well, even if you're not happy on your birthday, at least I'll be happy watching Perry explode. But then Perry is able to get out, as he always does. Um, and okay. I, have, I have commentary on this. So he he grabs his hand earlier to like give give Vanessa the the major what is this called when you do the like salute the, the salute yeah he gives like or a little hat tip cap, yeah um, so he refreezes his hands to do that. Why doesn't he just put his hand in the other direction and pull the knot? Because that bow did not look tight. He was waiting he to, to to escape at the ideal opportunity. True. But like, why did he need he the laser? He could have gotten out the second he was put in. He was biding his time. He didn't need the laser, though. So it looks cooler. True. <laughs> you make points. Um... He's a showman, that platypus. Yeah, and somehow Doofenshmirtz ends up getting tied to the the firecracker. Uh, do you remember how that happened? I don't. Perry he like swipes for Perry, and his hand gets like caught in a in a yeah. rope. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay. There's like rope on it. Yeah. And he just like can't get out. I guess. Yeah, I think okay. I think it's the thing where he like there's ten seconds on the clock, and he's frantically trying. If he just like took a breath, calmed down, he probably could get it. Uh. So. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz tries to uh, shoot Perry with his ray gun, but then he uh, moves 
is able to like maneuver around and then he gets stuck onto the firecracker and then like the firecracker goes up just as the uh, love handle uh, begin their performance. Um, and then Vanessa's friends show up at the party. Uh, and- can I can I note one one line that I loved? Uh, yes. We cut from, so we're at love handle and it's Danny and he's like, all right, guys, let's blow the roof off this place. And then we cut to <laughs> Doofenshmirtz attached yeah. to lots of explosives and he's like oh my god this is gonna blow the roof off this place um i like that that was fun yeah yeah and he was very correct it did blow the roof off the place and it turns like the very like cutesy um decor that doof had into like this like wasteland yeah yeah and like her friends show up and they're like oh this is like really grunge i really like it and uh, even Johnny compliments her. And uh, she, Vanessa's like, oh, like, you know, I got help from my dad and Perry the platypus. But, you know, and like, yeah. I don't think this registers with Johnny at all. I think he's off in his own little world. This is just me projecting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah, I love the, the thank you, Perry the platypus. Um, yeah, line. Vanessa's Wait. like, thank you, Perry the platypus. Yeah, we yeah. still get the we were, I, the I really do think like every part of the 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 mold that they have formed, they really do subvert all of it. Like we don't go to do for mm-hmm. people incorporated. We don't have a courtesy parry the plot. Like we don't get any of it. And well, I we do it. get a courtesy parry, and then he's like, "Oh, is that love handle?" Yeah, <laughs> that, right. that's like, and, then, and then we get Vanessa's <laughs> thank you parry the plot first, yeah. which is really fun. Yeah, and then it's a heart shaped firework. Um, Very yeah. cute. Doofenshmirtz is a good dad. I was kind of annoyed with Vanessa, but she's also like an angsty teenager, so I kind of get it. Like, appreciate your dad, because he's an icon. <laughs> uh, yeah, would Allison Janney have done this for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> she would just be a cooking class. Yeah, Charlene doesn't care. Um, and then he used all that alimony to do that. See? He's respectful. Um, do you have any other thoughts on the Doofenshmirtz plot lines? So you guys probably would know better than me because you've watched everything up to here, but is this the first, like, Doof and Perry as, like, buddies storyline? So in the Time Machine episode, they do have a falling out with uh, Peter the Panda debacle. Right. Um, And we get to see their backstory and how much love they have for each other. Um, I'm going to look at the other episodes. Let's see if there's any other stuff. Will and Navi, you can jump in, though. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm looking through the list of the earlier um um inventions. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking at the inventions. Maybe the one where um I mean um, last week he uh at the island at Spleen Island, he he was just he literally said just because I'm evil and I have a private island doesn't mean that I'm building an evil private island or whatever. Like just because I'm evil, uh, it doesn't mean I'm always doing something evil. I think the one the one where uh, Doofenshmirtz goes on a blind date with Sandra O, oh, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. Barry's just like pretending to be his pet. That's I mean, granted, he did like go to the situation to stop him anyway, stop him from what I don't know, but but um, I think that was a little bit less adversarial. Yeah, there was also the one where he had his day off and he just wanted to make his own cheese. Mm-hmm. True, and then Perry ate his cheese like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that that was adversarial, but wrong <laughs> wrong person being evil, right? But I I was just I love 
I love this like their bitter rivals and and arch enemies, but also like kind of bros, you know. See, mm-hmm. I feel like if Robin and Kiva watched this episode, they'd have more love for the Doofenshmirtz Perry dynamic. Yeah, but uh, they wouldn't get. They wouldn't. I don't. They think wouldn't get the get, show. They wouldn't get. Yeah. You you True. you can't you can't watch them break the mold if you don't know the mold. Yeah. Honestly, they should just watch the show, the whole show, and maybe appreciate it. Um, JCR, no, who's your favorite they character? They don't deserve it. That's fair. This is for us. Just like how they're not allowed to be on season three, episode seven of Psych. Yeah. No, they shouldn't watch. You, you don't. You don't get to watch Psych. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Yeah, JCR, who's your favorite character in the Phoenix and Ferb universe? Oh. I asked you that. Uh, um. Uh. Like I, I can't. Like I want to. Like Perry is basic, but like, who doesn't love Perry the platypus? I really like Ferb. I'm, I'm gonna go with an outside the box answer. Um, I'm gonna say Isabella. Just, Isabella is my favorite. Oh. That's my, that's my answer. We love that. Um, Felipe famously said last week that Buford is a better character than Isabella. I, I mean, it's, it's wrong, but it's not like... <laughs> Buford is underrated, and I stand by that. Uh, Buford is probably underrated, but not... I, I mean, there's like, there's five nameless uh, uh, fireside girls that are better than Buford, but... Um... <laughs> Those are fighting words. <laughs> no, he's fine. Look, he's good. He's nice. I do like I think the Buford like... grows along the series because, like, yeah. in, the, in the movies that I watched, the later ones, like over the last year on Disney Plus, like the one they did over the summer, and then like I watched the Marvel and the Star Wars one. Um, I think he's funny, and like I think they like still haven't found what to do with Buford besides the puppet gag last week. But um, I do yeah. like the idea of like he's a bully, but he's not like he's not even really good at bullying. Yeah, <laughs> and his best friend is Baljeet, like their best friends. OTP, and he's like his number one, like tormentee. Yeah, but actually, like their besties. Yeah, there's so much love in this show. I love Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> See, that's the takeaway people need to have: that Phineas and Ferb is such a lovely show with so much love. Like but... Doof and Perry are pals. Baljeet yeah. and Buford pals. Candace and Phineas and Ferb, they all love each other. Everyone just loves each other. They're just getting into wacky shenanigans. But they're just, yeah. it's all love. And what is your favorite song that wasn't in this episode? Oh, that wasn't in this episode? Because I think, I think my go-to would usually be Ain't Got Rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I before this week, my, my top three favorite songs were Busted... Get you, get you, goo, and the pair of the platypus full thing. I think any, any of those in your in your. I think Jason's gonna say S A M P squirrels in my pants. So I was gonna I was gonna say mm. the, the three that come to my mind. So I think S I M P squirrels in my pants is a forever bop. Um, one of the reasons I did end up choosing the episode I chose for that other podcast is I really like Evil Boys. Evil Boys, mm. yeah. that's in my top three at the moment, I believe. And one that I think isn't as good as those two, but like really sticks with me is the Fina droids and Furbots. Yes. That like, I don't know. I, I, for, I feel like I remember as a youth when I first watched it, I was like, that's the song. That song. I love that song. I feel like going back to it. It's not that good, but it really has stuck with me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna cop. I'm gonna have a cop out answer and say like, those are my top three. In in probably in that order. It's probably Squirrels in My Pants, Evil Boys, Fina Droids, and Furbots. With uh, Ain't Got Rhythm at the top. Ain't Got Rhythm is probably number one. I will say Finidori's and Furbots does hold up really well, I find. So maybe you just need her to re-listen to it. I think I, I think I re-listened to it recently. I think I thought it was like really, really good. And it's just like really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's... my my expectations of the song had were too high uh through like a you know, I I I made it better than it was in my memory. But no, that's a great song. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I currently have it ranked as my fifteenth best song, which is still 17. like pretty pretty high ranking song. Like yeah. we said a couple of weeks ago, that anything inside like the top twenty five is something that I would listen to willingly. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that like I really loved it as a kid, and then like as a, a like more sentient human being, and I like I like looked up a list one day and like. And actually, I think the they made that list episode of the best songs, and yeah. it like wasn't on there, and I was outraged. <laughs> I was like, "How dare they?" And like, I think I looked up lists, and it was like not really that high on anyone's list. And I was like, "Am I the only person who loves this song?" <laughs> um, so I don't think it's like my favorite song, but I really love that song. That's a fun song. I think my yeah. biggest sleeper hit that we haven't gotten to yet is Queen of Mars. I think that's a bop. If anyone remembers that one. It is a no, yeah. It is it is a great song. Anything that's got Ashley Tisdale singing is, it, yeah, it gets automatic points. That's um, why I love Evil Boys. JC, <laughs> um, are you sticking around for the rankings, or are you, do you have to hop off? No, I'll stick around. Okay, well, where are we going? Sounds good. Yeah, get? true. Uh, yeah, so we'll take another musical break, and we'll be right back. Come on, everybody, let me hear you. 
tri-state area! You keep saying that you don't have rhythm. But listen what you're doing right there. With that stamp and a book, you got a real nice hook. Sounds to me like you got rhythm to spare. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've got as much rhythm as that chair. What happened to me was a tragedy. But I don't have to be a millionaire. Look, I got a sweet deal going on here. I got all the books that I can read. All these sweet old ladies in this carpet from the 80s. What more could a librarian need? Besides, I ain't got rhythm. No, I ain't got rhythm. Said I ain't got rhythm. I ain't got rhythm. You're kidding me, right? You're, you're kidding me. Don't you see what you were doing right then? That's a wicked groove you were starting to move. Mister, you got rhythm times ten. I think perhaps that you're not listening. I find it tedious to repeat. It's no big drum, I just can't keep time. I'm telling you, I lost the beat. I don't need my face on t-shirt or hit a power chord guitar. They were screaming my name, I guess it's a shame. But I don't need to be a rock star. Besides, I ain't got Go join the band. Hey, I got rhythm. And we are back. So are we starting with feedback as we always do? So let's Yeah, we've all yeah, we've got a couple of feedback questions. All all sent to us by Giovanni within the last uh, hour. Uh, how dare you forget um Dr. Amanda said huge get oh i okay i'm not looking at twitter i'm looking at the gmail oh okay uh but yeah shout out to dr amanda we're big she's had enough shout outs it's fine but also (laughs) shout out to to number one feedbacker giovanni uh first question from giovanni on a scale of one to 100 how good is doof as a father how is doof as a father i think he has love in his heart he's like clearly cares for her and that's like something to take he's he might be a little neglectful at times but he definitely cares for her and doesn't like Mm -hmm. i think he's just bumbling along through fatherhood like many do aren't we all (laughs) i think he he cares but he's also evil and sometimes doesn't know best but i mean what father does know best Uh, my gut reaction was to say 69 out of 100 naturally um i'd say somewhere somewhere in like 75 to 80 i don't know yeah i was gonna say low 80s give him like a b minus yeah the the heart is there i'm sure that his actions are not always uh the most ideal for raising a daughter Mm -hmm. but uh, there's probably no malice you know in his heart despite the fact that he's evil 
despite the fact that there is a lot of malice in his heart. Yeah. <laughs> Just not for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. It's for like uh doorman or something. Yeah. Um any other questions in the email from Giovanni? Uh yeah. What other episodes about anniversaries are as good as this episode? I don't know that I can think of any TV in TV shows about an anniversary. or Okay, any TV show. Um And I've I've even had the benefit of trying to Google this within the last half hour. <laughs> I can't find any good episodes about anniversary. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some like, you know, your your network sitcoms where mm-hmm. someone has forgotten an anniversary, just like statistically. Yeah, like, take a stab in the dark. Be, like, probably Modern Family. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> there has to be a Modern Family episode. I feel like how I met your mother probably had some too. Mm-hmm. I feel like none of them were together long enough to forget an anniversary. I guess Marshall and mm-hmm. Lily. Yeah. Um, I, I, Friends has birthday episodes that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, nothing is like springing to mind. I'm also going to give it to Google. Nobody yell at me. Modern Family Anniversary episode. Season 1, episode 8. Great Expectations. Something about anniversaries. I'll go with this one. I'm going to pick season one, episode eight of Modern Family. That one's mine. You all find your own. Uh, does Survivor <laughs> Winners at War count with Robin Amber? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anniversary episodes of television. Season one, episode eight of, of uh, Modern Family has in it uh, Ariel Winter, who plays Alex Dunphy, who also does the voice of Gretchen, the fireside girl, just to tie it back. Phineas uh, and Ferb for us. There's an every uh, everybody loves Raymond mm. anniversary season two episode six claimed it boom <laughs> I got mine forgotten anniversary okay that um, examples in li- uh, I love Lucy there's one there uh, let me look we could be making this up no one's gonna check right no one's gonna call us on our bull. If they do, you know, if if they oh. do, it means they're listening. Oh, and I'm I got thankful. it. The first episode of WandaVision. Mm. The first. Episode I mean, that's not really their anniversary. That's just a date. It becomes their anniversary. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to spoil how this show ends, but that was that calendar was maybe not a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> that means absolutely Ralph doesn't remember their anniversary with Agnes either. The only way Ralph would remember if there was a beer named June 2nd. Um, Western animation. Let's see here. The Phineas SNL and 40th anniversary special. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Simpsons. It happens many times. Um, yeah, I'm oh. sure Homer has forgotten at least five anniversaries. Okay. Cosmo and Fairly Odd Parents tries to leave the fishbowl in an episode of Fairly Odd Parents when he believes Wanda is angry at him for no reason and has forgotten their anniversary. Turns out it was the false anger anniversary once every some odd years and Wanda had remembered, but it's too late. He's gone home to his mom. They work it out anyway, only for Cosmo to forget it was their anniversary at the end of the episode. A real Mama Cosmo episode. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, there's an episode. The first episode. Uh... Are you looking this up on TV tropes or? Yep. <laughs> Okay. Mm, that would have been a good. Okay, I'm also on the TV tropes uh, page, so. 
Bob's Burgers, I thought the first episode was the one where the health inspector thought they were selling human meat. That's Maybe that was the same episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Theme parks. In a rare non-marriage example, the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem ride at Universal Studios has Margot, Edith, and Agnes briefly believing that Gru had forgotten their first anniversary together as a family, though it turns out Gru was only preparing his ultimate... Oh, I've been on that ride. I lost my debit card in the guest shop for that ride. And uh, to, get to, to tie it to a personal uh, a, a plug of sorts, uh, we just not too long ago on I Know You Don't Know, a psych rewatch podcast, did an episode where Juliet and Lasseter were celebrating their partnership anniversary. So they were in, it wasn't a romantic anniversary, but it was their one year cop partnership. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look. Did I go to the next question? It sounds oh. like we've we've uh, we've juiced we've as much of the anniversary. Fruit okay, as we I can. did find some birthday ones. Drake and Josh forgot. Drake forgot Josh's birthday. It's uh, not a birthday episode. The question was wait, about anniversaries. But then Drake throws a big birthday party for his new girlfriend in that episode, who he only knew for five days. Um, yeah, and then. Hannah Montana, Miley and Jackson forgot their dad's birthday. Full House, DJ forgot Kimmy's birthday uh, because it's her and Steve's six-month anniversary. You see, that's an anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Any other questions? Uh, the last thing is not a question. Uh, maybe more of a, some shade being thrown at Felipe. Uh, if, if you guys did a Phineas and Ferb bracket and Ain't Got Rhythm got knocked out early, like several certain songs did in the Brazilian Dragon TV theme song bracket, I wouldn't be as mad as I was about certain songs advancing over other songs. Here, I'll, I will call Jacob because it's all his fault that those songs did not advance. How between the lines I mean, you in the did final advance. four? Yeah, you advanced... Uh, what's it called? Between the Lions to like the final four. It did, shouldn't even have been uh, in the bracket. Well, it shouldn't have been in the bracket. It's it a bop. Same with Code Lyoko. Code Lyoko should not have been in the bracket. <laughs> Code Lyoko is a great theme song and a great no, show. No, it's not. You've never seen the show. Code, 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 I've Code seen Lyoko the show. could have been it's in terrifying. the bracket, but it shouldn't have, it shouldn't it should have ended at being it the did. bracket. It did. It did. It didn't make it past one round. I I remember that show. That was a gift. It was a fine. Thank you, Jason. Jason has taste. It was okay. It was like the greatest thing ever. Uh, Clifford Puppy Days. Now that is a bad. Yeah, that's a bop. No, that's a bop. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. um... Sung by a Lin Manuel Miranda impersonator. Go back and listen. It's bad. (laughs) Once you hear it, you'll never unhear it. It sounds like Lin Manuel Miranda. Anyway. Uh, if it wasn't against Fairly Odd Parents, it probably would have made it past the first round. Clifford's Puppy Days. Sleeper hit. Um, but yeah, uh, Giovanni also asked on Twitter, uh, besides Pair of the Platypus, which cartoon animal would you like to go shopping with? Grocery store shopping. Um, Do Pokemon count? Do who? I'm going to say Pokemon don't count. They're not animals. I would say the dog from Johnny Test. Because he's the first one that comes to mind, and I know if I could come up with another original Cosmo example. Wanda as fishes. Mm, I don't think Gary. they're fishes. I don't think they're fish. Ooh, Gary's a good one. Gary the snail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, Goddard. Yeah, I was gonna say, does Goddard count? Because he's technically a robot, not a dog. Well, he's a robot dog. Does uh, like Kermit the Frog count? Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo is a good one. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Snoopy. Snoopy, and, and I'm taking Woodstock along. Love Snoopy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Any, I think Scooby Doo has probably been shopping with Shaggy enough oh, that he, he knows does. all the like sleeper hit snacks. Mm-hmm, he knows sure. the good snacks. He knows yeah. all the good uh, trench coats that make him look like a woman, so he can board airplanes. <laughs> what about Pluto? Pluto's fine. I would go with Pluto. I would go with Scooby and Snoopy o- over Pluto, though. What about Clifford? Too big. Hey, he's gonna get in the way. Yeah. He's... Um, trying to look at any others. Does Elmo count, or the Minions? Is Elmo I don't an think animal? Either of them are animals. Um, what about animal? Mm, <laughs> he is by default an animal. Speaking of of uh, 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 fictional bands that uh, are great at at being bands. Doctor Mayhem and the Electric Teeth. Of course. What's the bird from the Flintstones? Ooh, Kevin from Up. Kevin. Kevin and Doug, both of them. Oh, I was thinking Doug. Doug is better than Doug. Yeah. What about Snoopy from the Peanuts? We said Snoopy. Snoopy. Oh, okay. Sorry, your Will's brother keeps texting me about Big Brother Canada and how much of a hot mess this week has been. Oh, and I, I feel I feel left out. Uh, I, I remember when Kermit the Frog was unmasked and Will's brother texted me, and then he was also trying to text Will about the mass Singer, and Will was like, "I'm in the middle of a podcast." I'm like, "Tell him to text me," and he texted me that it was Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, should we get into some rankings? Oh, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, once again, speaking of uh, fictional bands that uh, make slaps, um, the voice of Swampy, uh, the drummer, is Steve Zahn, who is also the guitarist in legit one of my favorite movies of all time, That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I wanted to shout that out. Because, Didn't Dr. Uh, Amanda do that? Doctor, on yeah, Dr. Recaps? Amanda and Josh he's Wiggler also, uh, and Emily Fox did a podcast on that movie that I love so much. He's, I believe, the dad in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Shout yeah, out he's, AJ. He's in a, he's in a, he's like a that guy. He's yeah. Done a ton of, ton of things. Um, also, the voice of Danny is the, the lead singer. The of guy Bowling from Bowling for, for Soup. Soup. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, snap. Also, right. fictional bands, Chip Skylark more of a, and Ember McLean. Those are the mm-hmm. two that always come to mind. Amber, you will be Amber. Just to round it out, Bobby Fabulous is voiced by Carlos Salas Rocky, who's just kind of a everywhere voice actor. Yeah. Anyways, shall we get started with the rankings? Yes. Uh, let's do it. So first up, we got Fireside Badges. Nothing happened. So we'll move on to Innators. Innators, we got, how are we classifying this? Vanessa's birthday? The firework um, innator? Yeah, I, I wrote down Vanessa's birthday slash giant firework. Um, so I don't know if we count it or not. I'm going to count it, and I'm yeah, going to put it in. Too. I'm going to put it right above the copy and paste innator at number five. Uh, because it's, it's 
right outside of the the tier of like super iconic hilarious things but since it's like a a labor of love for his daughter i love the the, the thoughtfulness behind it uh so it's number five for me see i put it at number four for similar reasons it's just so thoughtful they work together perry the platypus and doofenshmirtz um i just have it above under freezenator copy and pasteinator and monster truck awayinator from last week navi what about you so I put it at number 15 between Termite Controlling Helmet and The Slavenator because uh, if you can't tell, my criteria, I guess, for grading this is very different from both yours. And I'm like, I don't want a firework or a firecracker, especially one that giant. They're annoying. Fireworks are annoying. I don't understand the point of fireworks. So I put it at number 15. It's too loud. You can't read your book. Yeah, I can't read my book. It's very uh very intrusive they go up until like the middle of the night and like yeah I, I won't they're probably bad for the environment yeah they're bad for the they environment don't seem like probably. they're good for it they, they can't be good for it <laughs> they, at best they're neutral <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i will say uh one giant firework is probably better than like a bunch of little fireworks true because mm-hmm. after like three fireworks i'm bored so if we just do one, just do them all at the same exact time. That's probably best case scenario for fireworks. Yeah. When I moved up here, like they're like, oh, the Canada Day fireworks, like we have the best fireworks. I'm like, okay, sure. And I looked at the fireworks and I'm like, I'm bored. And then I walked home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't care. JCR, do you have any memorable uh, innators from the past that you would like to mention and shout out? Uh... See, it's so hard because I don't know what you guys have have anything done. from the series. You don't have to. Uh, I I the one that just jumped to my mind was when he he uh in control of all the birds to poop on his brother. The pooping yeah. That, that one's one great. I feel like is fun. That is number. Where do I have it on my list? I have that at six. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good innator. I'm a you fan of that innator. Yeah. Um, and then we can move on to. We, I know what we're going to do today. And are we classifying this as like bringing a band back together? As like, I have an uh, anniversary well, gift. I said Love Handle Reunion Concert is, okay. is what I called this one. And I have this um, very high because I miss live music a great deal. Um, I want to go Me to a too. concert. <laughs> uh, so I, I have this uh, at number six right behind Swinter. But honestly, I... I think I'm going to change it. I think I'm going to put this at number five, right ahead of Swinter and right behind the Backyard Beach. I, like, as much anxiety as it gave me to watch this huge crowd of people in very close quarters, um, I do wish I could go to a concert soon and safely. Relatable. That would be fun. Yeah, I put this at number eight, right between One Hit Wonder above it and making a movie below it. Because I feel like, I would want to make the one hit wonder so then I could be the reunion concert. Uh, but basically like, this is fun. I think I'd rather do other things on this that they've done because it seems like a lot of work trying to convince three people that don't want to hang out to hang out with each other. But mm-hmm. uh, otherwise it seems fun. It's also like, just realistically, these three band members would not live in the same town. So. Yeah, I mean, work. I mean, there's a ton of stuff realistically that <laughs> yeah. would not happen in this show, <laughs> but uh, 
True. Yeah, this is like something fun that I would like to do, but uh, there's more fantastical things that they do, like the time travel or the pirates or the tree houses that I would rather do. But uh, I better build it. Navi, what about you? Let me guess. Navi put this around 17. No, so I actually put it at number nine between ice cream and haunted house though it probably will get bumped down now that we've established that race cars and monster truck rallies are just books for me so i'll mm-hmm. probably be bumping those up and so it'll go down lower to like say 11 or 12 i don't know i like the idea maybe not like love handle specifically but maybe if there was a band that has since been disbanded and yeah. i want to do a reunion concert i would be more incentivized to try and get them back together um i this is probably because this is a very recent uh heartbreak for me but daft punk like if i could arrange a daft punk reunion like like what two or three months after they broke up uh that would be uh that would be sweet so it's it's top half for me see i for me the longest time i wanted a glee reunion concert but now what's a glee union a Glee union, but what's even the point now? Because I would just pay to see Naya Rivera if I could have, but now I can't. So a lot of them don't like each other. Yeah, they don't. That's the point. Like <laughs> I, th- I would, I just would want to see Naya Rivera, um, and maybe a few others. Like Kevin McHale, good singer, like underappreciated on the show. Um, Amber Riley, like may- we don't need Liam Michelle or Darren Chris, honestly. Like that's fine. But now that Naya Rivera is no longer with us, I probably wouldn't even go because she was the star. Um, did we do Wills? Yeah, we did Wills. Okay, yeah. Doof backstories. We didn't get any. Uh, Jace, here, do you have any memorable Doof backstories, though? Uh, yeah, he was a gnome. Yeah. Isn't that what we all think <laughs> of? He was a gnome. Well, no, so other people, like Will, I, be- I believe his go-to for uh, the longest time was uh, his parents not even showing up to his own birth. <laughs> that, that was uh why my brother wanted to be on that episode was because of the backstory of of his parents not showing up to his own birth yeah um now do we want to do songs last this time because there's songs yeah there? okay let's switch it up episodes um i can go first because i have mine ready i think i'm gonna put this at number two just because as a kid my go-to episode was it's about time and then this one so like that one has a little bit of the nostalgia bump but this is like top two episode material at least like if i only could watch two episodes of phineas and Ferb, it would be it's about time in this one over and over again um but i i if y'all put it at number one that's a good choice too yeah i i put it at number one and it's going to be at number one for a very long time i can i can scroll through future episodes right now to see if any of these will even uh just based off memory alone past that episode and I don't think so, but granted, we've we've talked about how we haven't seen all of seasons three and four, so maybe some of the like finale type episodes might make it up there by the by the time we're through all of this. But uh, no, this is this is number one, and it will be for a while for me. Navi, what about you? Yeah, I also have a dude. We're getting the band back together at number one. So my top five currently is uh, that episode. Then Flop Stars. Number three is It's About Time. Number four is Winter, and number five is No Long Beach Party. Uh, looking through my rankings, I'd probably move Tree to Get Ready above Swinter. So like that would probably be number four. But we'll get there once we get to the series season one recap. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that we have so much stuff to move around uh, later. Um, but JCR already established his top sets of songs. Um, but so we can go to, we can go to songs uh, now. Uh, which song do we want to start with? JCR, you pick one. You pick a song and we'll Let's start. go in order. Let's go with uh, the history of rock. History of rock. Will, let's go to you first. Yeah. So um, my one weird thing about this, the, the thing that was jarring about this song to me, I, I, I loved this song. This was a great song. Uh, it was a little bit jarring because I think the key that the song was written in was written for the Bowling for Soup guy's voice and not for Vincent Martellus' voice. So every yeah. time Vincent Martellus starts singing, he's singing like a half an octave higher than it sounds like he should be. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's a weird thing whenever it switches back between their voices. Uh, this is still a great song. I have it at number nine, right, be- right behind Evil Boys, right ahead of the theme song. Uh, I, st- I still love this song. But uh, yeah, number nine, right, right inside the top. Hmm. Okay, Navi, what about you? So I also have History of Rock at number nine between Perry the Platypus and my nemesis. Uh, same reason. Uh, I, I think the blues part is like the weakest part of the song, but everything else works really well. Um, and I mean, it's still like in the top 10. So it, it's a good song. But I'll just leave it at that. Agreed. Uh, so I, I put it at 13 just because there's, so many great ones that I love um and it's just because I it was a sleeper hit so I didn't have the nostalgia for it because I forgot that this song and I always thought of Ink Got Rhythm as the one song for the song even I thought of the other uh Ink Got Rhythm and You You Snuck Your Way like this one Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot about and Fabulous as well so that might be reason I have it at 13 right under I'm Lindon and I have one I have fun because that's like my metric of like something that I would listen to all the time and I think History of Rock is in the Spotify playlist, but it's probably not something that I go back to a ton. Um, it's in the playlist, but it's sometimes a skipper. Yeah. Which might hurt JCR's feelings. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, so, Tier-wise, I, st- I still think it's you know a, a solid A-tier song. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, don't, I don't super disagree with like the 9 to 13 range that that song ends up. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Fabulous. Uh, Navi, why don't you go first for this one? So, I really love the hook of this song enough to put it at number two. <laughs> right under Busted and above Get You Get You Goo? <laughs> well, we'll get there when we get there. Because um, it is sandwiched between two other songs from this episode. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. okay. Changes are in the leaderboard. <laughs> Not for me. Um, but fabulous. I put at 18 under the backyard beach. Just because wow. I need to listen to it. These are subject to change. And like I the, right now these are just placeholders. But when I when I go through uh for our season one finale, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably have a ton of changes. So you're the one that sets the bar. I am. We're the it's one the... who sets the bar. To bum, 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 oh. Bum, bum. <laughs> I got it. I got it, Will. True. Uh, so this, this song 
sets the bar for my top five. Call, <laughs> call Randy Newpool. It's the top five, baby. Um, yeah, I, this is number five for me. It's right above the, the Perry the Platypus theme. Uh, I, I really enjoy this song. It, it's the, this song comes up a lot in um, TikTok audios where people are like ranking songs from Phineas and Ferb. This is just like in the compilation. Uh, and it's always underrated by the people who are doing these videos. But uh, it's it's a great song. I, I I love it. I love that they're the whole song is just stroking this guy's ego and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. you look amazing, fabulous, yeah. even." Um, this this is uh, top five for me. Number five. Uh, yeah. So I definitely feel like I'm gonna get the most attacks from this. But "Ain't Got Rhythm" for me is a number three song under "Busted" mm-hmm. and "Gitchy Gitchy Goo," right above JCR's other favorite, "Evil Boys." Um, this one is just like quintessential iconness and i feel like this is the one that navi has at number one ain't got rhythm is at number one for me displacing busted and busted was <laughs> not even on the podium anymore i know well it's still top five baby so it's fine yeah william what about you yeah i also it was nominated for an emmy this is number one <laughs> busted I, and I, I, I mean, I still have busted at number two, but Ain't Got Rhythm is is my number one song so far. Yeah. Um, and then up next, we have, we're skipping, um, are we skipping It's Your Anniversary Jingle? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, so, and are we skipping Music Makes Us Better? I, I have it ranked. The other one I have written down. Okay, I, I have the other one, but I just wanted to know because if we're going to end on Music Makes Us Better, I'm going to be like... Um, yeah. Okay. Here, I'll just rank that one right now. Uh, I right. will put that under... Oh, uh, I'll put it under One Good Scare to do it because I don't remember it. Um, again, that's a placeholder for now. Will or Navi, did you have this one ranked? Uh, music Makes Us Better? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have it at number 15. I have it right below the Finny Droids and Furbots and right above One Good Scare How to Do It. Um, mainly because, like, it's a good song. It's a good rock song. Um, it is a song that I didn't remember existed before this week, and it's a song I'm probably going to forget two weeks from now. Just yeah. because there are so many other iconic songs in this episode, I think the thing that plays during the credits is probably going to get forgotten a little bit. Made sense. Navi, how about you? So I have it at number 19 between theme song and mom's birthday song. It's a good song. Uh, Like I said, I'm not usually super into the sentimental music, which is why mom's birthday song is as low as it is. Uh, But yeah, I think it's a perfectly fine song. Because of this episode, we've hit over 30 songs at this point. (laughs) So that's cool. Um, you also yeah. split. Uh... Okay, yeah, we 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 did. Okay, because you you split in the mall and on the trail into. Yes, I did. Um, uh, and then and I, I lumped them together. Lastly, we're gonna talk about you snuck your way right into my heart. Uh, who wants to go first? Well, you remembered this song coming in, so yeah, uh, like a ninja of love, repelling down from above repelling. and into my top four. I have this at number four. Uh, this is this is a great song. It's the song that I remember most from this episode. Um, it, it, it's it just it it makes me feel things that I shouldn't feel watching a cartoon, uh, which is happy. 
um i guess cartoons should make me feel happy but uh, yeah, um um yeah i have it at number four right behind get you get you goo so my my top five is ain't got rhythm busted get you get you goo snuck your way right into my heart and fabulous Okay, I'll go next and then Nav, you can close this out. Uh, I have this at number seven in between In the Mall and My Nemesis for similar reasons. It's just like so sentimental. It's clear top 10 for me. Um, and I just I just love that. Uh, Navi, how about you? Uh, so it is also in my top three. Uh, yeah, it's a sentimental song, but I think I just like the instrumental of it better. Like I like the chord progression better. I think the lyrics are a lot more um, interesting than the mom's birthday song is. Uh, so yeah, that rounds out my top three. So number one is Ain't Got Rhythm, Fabulous, Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart, and then Busted is at number four and Get You Get You Do is at number five. So that's my top five at this point. Nice. JCR, how would you rank the songs from this episode alone? I, I don't know if you guys are really high on Fabulous or I'm really low on Fabulous. Hey, I, I think probably me being too low on it. I have yeah, it at, I have I it at 18, right so now. you might be high. You might be you might be low with me. You might be low with me. <laughs> I will so I will concede that maybe music makes us better is last. Um so I would go music makes us better fabulous. Uh, then history of rock, then uh, uh, snuck your way into my heart, then ain't got rhythm. Okay, it it could also be just a, a matter of like genre taste. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I, like I, a, a, I love a, a good pop song. Yeah, me too. Me too. More, much more than than a good rock song. Me too, but I don't. I, I'm not a big fabulous person. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that's because you're wrong, Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> I I have all of these above the Between the Lions song. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, JCR, would you have Fabulous above the Between the Lions theme song? I don't know if I remember. Oh, the Between the Lions theme song. Okay, I was like, I was like, is there a Phineas and Ferb song? That's um, I would have yeah, all of these songs above above. Hey that. now, <laughs> hey wow, by like a lot. Between the lines, no, that, that I've I've cool. written better songs than that song. <laughs> Anyways, that about wraps it up on the episode. Does anyone have any final thoughts on the episode before we do social media plugs? I'll take that as a no. No, just a fantastic episode. It bops. JCR, let's start with you as our guest of honor. Where can people keep up with whatever you're doing? What else do you have going on? And something pop culture-wise that you want to plug as well. Uh, So I'm I'm doing uh, everything everywhere at Jason Curtis R., so whatever social media you want to find me on, I'm there and I'm at Jason Curtis R. Uh, and I'm I'm podcasting about Psych, the USA <laughs> Network show from the mid 2000s, and it's very fun. And I'm doing it with a very very talented Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz, and that is uh, you can find all of that nonsense at ikydk.com. Yes, uh, and, and is a, a pop culture thing that I'd like to plug. Oh, I should have prepared for this more. I would like to plug the following. I would like to plug. Uh, 
You can also follow while you think. You can also follow JCR Lemon Grades on Instagram. Oh yes, JCR Lemon Grades. Uh, a real a real Johnny come lately to this lemonade game. Uh, except mm-hmm. that it's over a year old, but we don't, we're not mad about it or anything. Um. Uh, I I like don't I haven't been watching anything like even remotely new. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a TV show. It could be like an album. A song, a video game Navi likes to do, uh, a podcast you're listening to. Particular brand of lemonade. Ooh, <laughs> Calypso lemonade. Um, I will plug, I will plug, this is what I'll plug. A great podcast that's new and fresh and talking about an old show, which is our thing. Listen to New Girl Old Guy. That's what yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, there's some more JCR music in there as well with the, mm. with the Yosef song. Yes. Mm-hmm. My face is my, my job. My face is my job. My face is my job. My face is my job. <laughs> my face is my job. JCR put out a banger. And you also put out a song for his other song, but not less a... of a banger. Yeah. It's, a, it's fine. For no. Uh, yeah. Navi, what about you? What do you have going on these days? Uh, well, you can follow me wherever at Cause I'm Navi. Uh, I'll actually be recording later this week uh, a segment for the Instant Ramen podcast for wombat water so that will be a ton of fun um and as for pop culture plugs i don't know i haven't been watching too much really uh i'm behind on the circle so i need to catch up so i guess i'll just plug the circle us check that out (laughs) yeah um will uh what do you have going on yeah so uh we just put out our second of two episodes about breakfast and brunch on everyone and their brother podcast. Uh, we had a lot of takes that apparently Navi does not agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Navi, Navi. has been very was... upset with me in the last couple of days about my breakfast takes. Um, but, uh, You're you lucky know. I didn't live tweet it and then <laughs> open Clubhouse about it. Well, Will isn't on Clubhouse. He can't even defend himself. Exactly. I'm a filthy Android casual. We could do a Twitter uh, space on it. Yeah, but if, if you want to follow that, they're at, uh, at EATV Podcast on Twitter or at EATVpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to follow me anywhere, I'm at Davis, Will on all major social media. Um, pop culture-wise, I just finished season two of Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crossroads of Destiny I watched last night. It was a very fun episode. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Nice. Uh, also, shout out to Will for plugging a podcast that's like three weeks old at this point, the Scooby-Doo 2 one uh, on, yeah. on EATV, but we love it. Also been watching the... Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say was, uh, do you think someone would catfish as Bobby Fabulous on The Circle? I would. <laughs> his, his assistant would catfish as him. That's funny. Yeah. Um, in terms of me, uh, we had... Oh, first off, you can follow me at What the Fleep on Twitter and at What Are He Fleep on Clubhouse because they don't let you change your name after after <laughs> you. Uh, and I put a typo in there. But you can follow me there. You can also uh, listen to my podcast with Lisa from Survivor New Zealand and Jacob. We talked about Scooby Doo and the Lost Loch Ness Monster. And that dropped on Monday. We have some things coming up on the Brazilian Dragon that TBD schedule-wise, I don't know what's going to drop first. So stay tuned. Um, And then in terms of my pop culture plug, you can listen to Newcomers, 
which I heard about first via Renap when they talked about Nicole Byer. I didn't know she had a Star Wars podcast, so I've been mm-hmm. listening to that. Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus, they talk about Star Wars for the first time they are watching it, and they have many questions, and it's a lot of fun, and Nicole Byer is a hoot. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I have going on these days. Uh, you can also sometimes find me on Naomi's Twitch stream. Um, just here, do you want to plug your Twitch quickly, or is it not... It's J- Jason Curtis R. It's everywhere. It's all it's, honestly, if you're looking for me there, that's not not a great place for to be looking for me. I'll yeah. probably get I'll probably get back up uh once the summer, like once the school year ends. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe I won't. You don't control me, Internet. <laughs> the school year is almost done because it doesn't feel real that this year. As a as like someone who graduated last year, I'm like, wow, there was Zoom school for like the whole year. I forget that that's when it ends because my brother goes until June because he's younger. So. On his own college yet. But, anyways, uh, do we have a hashtag for this episode? Hashtag Calypso, Calypso Lemonade for JCR. Okay, that works too. Calypso. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Calypso. I was say that's for logic, but... Hashtag JCR. Jason Calypso Rivera. Jason Calypso. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's <laughs> okay, good. Okay, yes. Until that's next good. time, everyone. Bye. Percy Player the Platypus. What you doing today? I know, you know, what you're doing. Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you. this out, Felipe. I swear to God.